MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. From the Homestead Motorsports Complex in Homestead, Florida, the NASCAR Truck Network presents the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Today, the Dodge Dealers 400, sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR, by Craftsman Tools, the tools that last forever, by Chevrolet Trucks, the most dependable, longest-lasting trucks on the road. By Wagner Brake and the ThermoQuiet LT, the only brake pad specially designed for light trucks. ThermoQuiet LT, built to stop a truck. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. What's the state of your motor oil? Quaker State. By Federated Auto Parts Stores, professional advice, brand name parts. And by Champion Truck Plug and Champion Truck Wire. Designed for the same reasons you bought your truck, sport utility, or family van. Engines have fired for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series machines down on the pit road. We're just moments from the start of this afternoon's race, the Dodge Dealers 400. Welcome to the NASCAR Truck Network and today's broadcast of race number three of the 26 in the 1997 season. I'm Joe Moore along with Fred Armstrong. 52 trucks took qualifying laps here yesterday. 40 of them broke the existing track record for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on this facility. The fastest 30 made the field from qualifying times. The next four through provisionals and the final four got in on the last chance qualifying race yesterday afternoon. There are 18 trucks total in that last chance qualifying race. 14 had to pack it up and go home. Four moved to the starting lineup. Let's take a look right now at the 38 starters for the Florida Dodge Dealers 400. Starting 38th, Randy McDonald, the McDonald Racing Chevrolet. 37 starter is Dennis Setzer. He's in the Husky Power to- uh, Tools Dodge. Brian Cunningham starts 36 in the Shearer Racing Chevrolet. The Rizzo Racing Ford started today, but he will change over the driving duties, as we talked about earlier today. Rob Rizzo, he'll start 35th. 34th starter, Tammy Joe Kirk in the Lovable Ford. 33rd starter is Jay Sauter in the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. Starting 32nd, Doug George. He's in the ENKEI Redline Oil Chevrolet. 31st is Brian Refner in the Carlin Bumpers and Controls Ford. Starting 30th today, Curtis Markham, the active truck team Chevrolet. 29th, Lonnie Rush. He's in the Pure Later Pure One Oil Filters Chevy. Jimmy Hensley goes from 28th in the Cummins Engine Company Dodge, 27th Mike Cope in the Penrose Meat Snacks Ford. Bob Keselowski goes from 26th. He's in the Mopar Performance Dodge with Toby Butler driving the Pure Later Pure One Filter Chevy starting 25th. 24th, Kelly Denton, the Granddaddy Racing Chevrolet with David Smith starting 23rd. He drives the Ford Travel Motorhomes Ford. 22nd, Rick Crawford, the Circle Bar Motel and RV Ford. 21st, Kenny Allen. He's in the AAG Racing Chevrolet. 20th starter today will be Lance Norick. He drives the NHL Ford. The Napa Brake Chevrolet with defending champion Ron Hornaday Jr. comes off at 19th. 18th starter Mike Skinner in the Lumar Windows uh, Window Film Chevrolet. The Valvoline Instant Oil Change Ford of Stacey Compton starts 17th. 16th starter is Dan Press. That's the Spears Manufacturing Chevrolet. 15th starter is Butch Miller in the Orleans Hotel and Casino Chevrolet. Coming off 14th this afternoon is Jack Sprague. He's in the Quaker State uh, GMAC Chevrolet in the 
Lorenzo Oil Dodge is Tony Raines. He'll start 13th. 12th starter is Barry Bodine in the Bodine Motorsports Ford. And starting 11th is Tony Roper. He drives the Concord Tool and Machine Scaffy Ford. Here now a look at the top 10 starters. Rich Bickle in the Sears Diehard Chevrolet goes from the 10th position. John Nemechek, great qualifying effort for him. He's in the Czech Motorsports Chevy starting in the 9th spot. 8th is Dave Resendiz, the defending winner in the Ortho Lawn and Garden Chevrolet. 7th, Rick Corelli, the Remax International Chevrolet. In the 6th starting spot, Mike Bliss, the Team ASC Racing Ford. 5th, Kenny Irwin Jr. in the Ray Bestus Ford. The 4th starter is Michael Dockin, the Dana Corporation Dodge. 3rd, Chuck Bound, the Exide Batteries Ford. And on the front row, Boris Said the 3rd in the Federated Auto Parts Ford. Joe Rutman in the LCI Worldwide Ford with a qualifying speed of 140.221 miles per hour. And again, we told you that the top 40 qualifiers, when they ran yesterday to qualify for this race, broke the existing track record. The reason for that? The change in the configuration we talked about earlier. The pavement is laid on the inside of the racetrack, and uh, when I talked to Rich Bickle, he said you can get down a little bit lower on the track, which means your entry speed is going to be just a bit better. You can hold your speed down the straightaways a bit better, and you can get off the corner quicker. So, as we told you a little while ago, it shaved about five miles per hour off of the pole speed, and or I should say, yeah, shaved it off of the pole speed. They're going quicker around this racetrack than they were just a year ago, and uh, uh, Rich said, uh, not only are we going to go faster, you're probably going to see more passing coming in and out of the corners. A lot of the guys, though, did come back with some of the memories of what this place was like last time. And same thing didn't work because the entry and the exit of the turns is different. As a matter of fact, let's check now with some of our turn reporters and find out what they expect to see, what they've seen already this week in practice and qualifying leading up to the race. To cover the action for us on the short shoot at the end of that first short shoot, turn number two, we'll call it this afternoon, Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware. Thanks, Joe. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm positioned on a platform here in turn number two, and I guess the turns at Homestead could be put into the category of looks can be deceiving. The turns are wide, 84 feet wide from the bottom of the, of the racetrack all the way to the outside wall, but the groove of choice the drivers want to take is down low. It all starts at the end of the front stretch when the drivers have to really slam on the brakes and then dive hard into turn number one. When they come up out of the corner, turn one, they nail the gas down a 500-foot short chute and then set the truck up for the run in turn two. When they dive into turn number two, they really got to have it hooked up because if you're not hooked up here in turn two the back end wants to swing around and nail this outside wall once the drivers clear turn two it's flat on the gas all the way down the back straightaway as far as passing it's a mixed bag some drivers say you could do it in the turns some say you could do it in the short shoot some say you have to wait till you hit the back straightaway we'll watch the shovel here through turns one and two and onto the back stretch here this afternoon horsepower is always a big factor on a super speedway and that certainly is the case here at the homestead uh, motorsports complex and most of the drivers say when you come off turn two, if you can get up inside somebody, that's where you can make a pass. When they race off that corner, they'll come into the view of Mark Potter from Kansas City, Missouri. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, they're going to run down this 2,100-foot backstretch as they all get uh, ready to take the green flag. This corner, well, what works in turn number one doesn't work in turn number three. They need to get single file by the time they hit there. Two wide racing, it could make it a hairy situation over here. They'll then work into a 500-foot short shoot into turn number four, which, once again, is not the same as what works in turn two. A lot of nerves being uh, really dealt with by the drivers out there as they come down for the start of this race this afternoon, trying to figure out how we're going to handle 
these green flag stops, if that uh, seems to be the case. Now we're going to make it for the entire distance, 167 laps this afternoon, 400 kilometers, making up the Dodge Dealers 400. Safety truck brings him down onto the pit road. The green flag is out. We are underway. Joe Rutman jumps out in front, dives down to the inside of Boris said He'll lead as the first time they enter turn one. Front four trucks all single file now. Joe Rutman needs the way. Boris said tucks in in second. Chuck Bound in third. It's stacking up from fourth on back. Michael Dawkin has the fourth spot. And here's Kenny Irwin Jr. breathing down his neck. He'll go to the outside off turn two. Irwin will work to the outside. Dawkin takes shelter to the inside. A bunch of cars going by there as Dawkin now is off the pace down on the inside of the track as Kenny Irwin takes over the fourth spot. Michael Dawkin dives down to the inside of the racetrack on the entrance of turn number three. That's where the pit entrance is, and he rolls slowly down. He'll be visiting the pits in just a moment. As coming across the start-finish line, Joe Rutman has opened up his lead now to about a half a second, but there'll be a challenge for second into the first corner. Chuck Bound tries to open the inside lane, get up underneath. Boris said now slips off turn number one. The tailgate of his truck breaks loose, and it leaves the lane open for Chuck Bound. Bound will take the second spot. Now said tries to rally back to the inside off turn two. They'll run single file down the back stretch. The only truck making a move is going to be that of Mike Bliss. He's looking to the inside as they work their way into turn number three. Mike Bliss will pick up the spot from Rick Carell. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Here they come down the short chute, entering turn number four. Once again, Joe Rutman has stretched out his lead by nearly ten truck lengths already. Chuck Bound has taken over the second position. Traveling turn down number three. The uh, one truck is going to be a red and white machine turning around in front of Tammy Joe Kirk in turn three. It'll spin down to the inside of the racetrack. It appears to be Brian Cunningham, the Lancaster, Kentucky driver in the Shure Racing Chevrolet. Pretty good sock to the wall there. Let's go out to Mark Potter. He got loose coming into turn number three. Brian Cunningham did as him and Tammy Joe Kirk were beating and banging at the entrance to the corner. He slid up the outside of the racetrack, didn't make contact with the outside of the wall until after he got over in front of Tammy Joe Kirk, but he is away and heading to pit road. Both trucks able to drive off. No caution flag displayed. Meanwhile, it's checked out on pit road. The Michael Dawkins stop. Well, Michael came in and made a stop. They picked up, jacked up the left side of the truck, adjusting the transmission. They got it back in gear. Then he stalled it as he pulls away. But he's now stalled again at the end of the road. But Michael Black is having a tough time here in the early going. Front five truck, single file. Great battle going on for sixth off turn two. John Imachek opens up the inside lane. He'll grab the sixth position. He'll bring Dave Resendez and Jack Sprague with him. Rick Pirelli's the driver that lost out on that maneuver now as he tries to squeeze in line in front of Tony Raines on the back stretch. Tony Raines make that Tony Roper now diving to the inside of one machine halfway down the back stretch. The man on the move, Mike Bliss, trying to make up some ground on the top four. 
Racing off turn number four, Joe Rutman continues to show the way. Chuck Bown is second. Boris said the third is third. Fourth, Kenny Irwin Jr. with Mike Bliss fifth. John Nemechek just took over the sixth position a moment ago with Rick Corelli seventh. Dave Rezendi's eighth. Jack Sprague is ninth. And Tony Reigns is tenth as they race into turn number two. Tony Reigns in the tenth position now. Eleventh is Barry Bonine. Twelfth is where it's stacking up. Tony Roper and Mike Skinner going at it there. But directly ahead of them, that's where Tony Reigns is still trying to open up the inside lane and get past Rick Corelli off turn two now. Here's Barry Bodine to the inside of Tony Reigns. Bodine goes to the inside. He'll pull up alongside. They'll go wheel to wheel. He'll pick up that spot as Reigns will lose a spot. And then one machine that's going to be that of Mike Skinner dives in right in back in line. Now Joe Rutman's lead. We told you just a few laps ago it was nearly ten truck lengths. It has gone completely away. Chuck Bound and Boris said have chased him down as we've completed the first five laps of 167 this afternoon. Battle for the lead should be shaping up shortly in turn two. Three boards lead the way. Joe Rutman ahead of that pack, closing in on the lap truck of Brian Cunningham. Rutman with the lead now, facing a challenge from teammate Chuck Bound off turn two. They'll stay single file, halfway down the back stretch, tucked right up against the outside teal-colored wall, diving into turn number three. It's going to be Joe Rutman leading the way over Chuck Bound, Boris Sedd, and Kenny Irwin. Good battle for the seventh position now, shaping up in the third corner as Jack Sprague begins to rumble. He puts his Quaker State Chevrolet on the inside of the racetrack, trying to overtake Dave Resendez. They'll race nose to tail off the fourth corner and come down to the start-finish line. Still racing nose to tail down to the start-finish line as Brian Cunningham drops off the uh, banking of turn number four, comes down along the pit lane for an unscheduled stop. Again, he was involved in that early race crash. Just joining in, we've completed six laps of 167 this afternoon. Joe Rutman had the bush pole for the race. He's been holding on to the lead ever since. Although he had a strong lead for a while, he's beginning to see that evaporate in turn three now. Jack Sprague is holding right behind Mike Bliss, and you're right, Joe. Joe Rutman is setting the way as he works his way off four. But teammate Chuck Bound is beginning to put the heat on now as they race off that square 90-degree corner, come down the long front straightaway across the line. They'll post seven laps up on the scoreboard, and Mike Bagley, that battle for the lead was one truck. Now it's four trucks in turn one. And they're all running a tight formation, Fred, as they come back to turn number two. Chuck Bound in the second spot is about a two-truck length deficit behind of Joe Rutman, but he, but Bound's got to be careful because he's getting a mirror full of Boris Sedd now as they work the back stretch. Halfway down the back stretch again, Boris said now trying to find his way around Chuck Bound at the entrance to three. Can't do anything with him there. They'll stay single file and head to four. Everybody pretty well settled down here after the first seven laps are complete, running single file at this stage of the race. And probably now the crew chiefs and uh, the team drivers as well start thinking about, okay, how are we going to plan this thing on strategy for making the fuel stop? If you didn't catch the first part of the broadcast, we talked about how things have changed in the format. They're not doing a competition caution. They've got to do a gas and go. Let's check in on that on pit road. Well, we got Barry Dodson here. Barry, but this pit stop is going to be very different. What's the strategy to fuel Mike Bliss? Well, whoever gets in uh, quickest is going to have the advantage. Seems like the mileage is different for all three brands, but you can bet the ones with the horsepower are going to be in here about the same time. And matter of fact, I woke Todd Parrott up this morning. He knows more about these Yates power plants than I do, and we kind of got an idea where we are, and um, it's a crapshoot. It's something new for the truck series, but I think it's new and exciting. It throws a little more gamble into it. What lap can we expect to start looking for trucks to come down pit road? Uh, between 25 and 30. All right, that's Barry Dodson, the crew chief for Mike Bliss. Okay, so there's what we can look for with expectation of some green flag pit stops. One truck behind the wall already. Lonnie Rush has pulled back. We'll check on that story in a moment. 
citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. We're going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Joe Rutman seems to like Florida. He won the season opening race at Orlando and is in pretty good shape here in the early going this afternoon. The Dodge Dealers 400 here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. Welcome back to the NASCAR Truck Network, our live broadcast of the Dodge Dealers 400. Rutman hangs on to the top spot, but they're beginning to kind of gang up on him. Chuck Pound in second, and from third on back, Fred Armstrong's a pretty good racing's going on. Yeah, Mike Bliss was back there just about ready to knock on the door of Kenny Irwin, but just as we say that, a couple of incidents happen. One, the caution flag comes out at start-finish, also rolling down the pit lane is Stacy Compton for some service, so we will slow down for the first time here this afternoon as everybody rolls slowly, acknowledges the caution, and heads off to the first corner. Some debris has been spotted on the racetrack. That's a reason for this first caution of the day. Meanwhile, we told you Lonnie Rush had gone behind the wall. Also back there is the truck of Michael Dockin and our Larry Nassen standing by. Well, Michael Dockin, the Dana Dodge was running strong. What happened? Uh, we burned up the clutch. We were, we were strong all week uh, in the Dana Dodge. Uh, Kurt Rourke and the guys had a real good, real good truck. But it's, uh, it's one of those things, I guess. You know, we run good all practice long, have no problems, and uh, the start of the race, the clutch burned up. The crew seems to be going at it pretty hard. Are you going to try to put a clutch in it and get back out there? Yeah, we're going to try to get the clutch back, back in it and uh, get some laps on the track, try to learn. Maybe we can still learn some things for the ra- for races to come and uh, get some more points. All right, that's Michael Duncan, obviously dejected, but the Aurora crew going to work on his race truck. All right, early in the race for a couple of competitors fall by the wayside. Reason again for the caution, debris spotted on the racetrack. Uh, we had some pretty close racing going on back in the field. Some exchange of sheet metal. One of our reporters in the turn said that uh, Barry Dodson had some damage to the side of his truck. Possibly some of that sheet metal falling on the racing surface, causing this caution. Let's give you a rundown here. After the first 14 laps, Joe Rutman is the race leader. Chuck Bown is second. Boris Said runs third. Kenny Irwin Jr. is fourth. And fifth is Mike Bliss. Jack 
Sprague is in the sixth position. Seventh is John Nemechek. Dave Rezendi is in the eighth spot. Ninth is Mike Skinner. And tenth is Rick Corelli. Ron Hornaday, the defending series champion, runs 11th with Jeff Bodine in 12th. Actually, Barry Bodine running in the 12th position. 13th is Dan Press. Butch Miller in the 14th spot. Rick Crawford is 15th. 16th, Kelly Denton. Brian Ruffner, 17th. Bob Keselowski, 18th. 19th is Tony Raines. And completing the top 20 now is Rich Bickle. After today's Florida Dodge Dealers 400, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series drivers will have about a four-week break. Then the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series moves on to Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona on Sunday, April 20th. The NASCAR Truck Network will have live coverage beginning at 345 Eastern. The ticket office is open right now. And at these upcoming events, Portland Speedway and Portland Oregon. That's on uh, Saturday, May 3rd for the Craftsman 200. On May 10th, the series moves up uh, a little higher in the Pacific Northwest to Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington for the Napa Card 200. Then over to I-70 Speedway in Odessa, Missouri for the Western Auto 200. That on May 24th. On May 31st, the New Hampshire International Speedway in Loudoun, New Hampshire will host the Pennzoil 200. Then down to Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas for the Fort Worth 400. That on June 6th. On June 21st, up to the Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee for the Coca-Cola 200. And on June 29th to the Nazareth Speedway in Nazareth, Pennsylvania for the Nazareth 200. Unscheduled pit stops for a couple of competitors, Stacy Compton and Rich Bickle, both making stops. Let's check in on pit road. Okay, we've got Troy Selberg here, the crew chief for Stacy Compton. Troy, what's the problem? Well, yeah, we just had a little flat tire. And, uh, tough luck today, huh? <laughs> tough luck, I guess. Rich Bickle's problem, guys, is the uh, right front caliper, brake calipers hanging up. They brought him in to adjust that. So they're both on their way now and have not lost a lap. NASCAR spotters several laps ago said they thought they saw something hanging from underneath Bickle's truck, and obviously that was the problem. Hopefully they've got that problem repaired, but of course he's lost some valuable track position here in the early stages. One driver that's been moving up rather handily is Jack Sprague, and Sprague has led nine consecutive series races on tracks of a mile or longer, and he's won five. The last race he didn't lead was July 1st, 1995 at the Milwaukee Mile, and right now Jack Sprague has uh, shot all the way up to the sixth position. He's challenging Mike Bliss for fifth when we drop the green again. Once again, Rich Bickle comes down the pit lane for some more service, so trouble continues there for the diehard Chevrolet team. They go to work on the left front. Now the hood goes up. Let's check in on pit road. Again, they're still working on that caliper. Apparently, they didn't get everything fixed to the uh, liking of crew chief Dave McCarty. They had kind of problem with the brake caliper hanging up, and apparently it's still hung up. Bickle had high hopes for his run here this afternoon at Homestead Motorsports Complex. Stacy Compton pitting just ahead of Bickle's truck. They're also under the hood on that machine as well. Later today, the NASCAR Bush Grand National Series runs the Las Vegas 300. Our sister network, Motor Racing Network, has live coverage of that event. 3.45 p.m. Eastern Time. First trip west of the Mississippi for the NASCAR Bush Series. And I'm sure a lot of uh, anxious race fans out in that part of the country looking forward to see the Bush Series in action this afternoon. One driver anxious to get this back underway has got to be Mike Bliss. He had moved right up on the tailgate of Kenny Irwin Jr., and his truck was challenging very, very strongly for that fourth position, and we're set to get back down to business here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. Here's Joe Rutman now bringing the field. Single file off turn four, coming back down to the green flag. Rutman comes up to speed. Chuck Bound behind him. Boris said is third. Here's a challenge for that third spot as Kenny Irwin tried to drive around to the outside of said, forced to go back in single file in turn one. And that's where traffic is stacking up again. Said's truck slips off turn number one in the short 
short shoot. Everybody has to check up behind him. Kenny Irwin Jr. in fourth now takes a look to the inside of Boris Said now off turn two. They'll snake their way down the back stretch. It's a ways back till you get to Dan Press. He's the only one out of line. Now Kenny Irwin took a look to the inside of Boris Said. Couldn't make it stick. And they'll work that way. Single file, head to four. We're talking about Jack Sprague. He was 14th at the green flag. Right now Sprague is sixth, sixth and beginning to work on Mike Bliss. As a matter of fact, as the leaders come across the start-finish line, there is a huge snarl back for the third position. Bliss on the inside of the racetrack. Kenny Irwin on the outside. They stack up double wide behind as they head to turn one. Bliss opens up the inside lane, gets around and takes the spot. Now really jams up as Sprague follows him. Kenny Irwin had to check up. Now here's Dave Resendez trying to get up in there. Boris Sid gets wide off turn two. He gets back in line as everyone checks up and moves off the second corner. Dan Press and Rick Corelli work to the inside of the racetrack. Two wide. Now they're going to think about making it three. Think better of it. Dan Press stuck to the inside of Rick Corelli. Corelli will move back in front of Butch Miller. All this great racing is going on some second and a half. One second and a half, that is. Behind the front two, Joe Ruttman and Chuck Bound. They are long gone. Back to the third place battle. Again, Mike Bliss has the position. Jack Sprague behind him. Now they're stacked up three wide for the fifth spot going off into turn one. Kenny Irwin Jr. opens up the inside lane, brings Morissette with him. Now Sid goes around. He makes hard contact, almost grazes the inside wall. Now slides back down in front of half of the field. Everybody has to check up now, and David Smith gets into the side of Lance Norick. Norick drives away, but Smith now spins down on the inside here in turn two. If it sounds pretty bad, it was, because, boy, there was a potential there for a lot of trucks to get involved, and miraculously, I think only two ended up getting some of the action. Mike Bagley. David Smith was one of those. Lance Norick was the other. Boris said it went into a slow, lazy slide coming into turn number one. Everybody had to jam on the brakes and dive down to the inside. Some of them almost into the grass here in the apron of turn number two. David Smith had to check up. His truck spun around, got into the side of Lance Norick. Norick was able to drive away, but right now, David Smith's truck down to the inside of turn two, smoke billowing as the front end of his truck is all smashed in. A lot of the drivers told us yesterday in uh, getting ready for this race that it's going to be tough to race double wide going off into turn one on the short shoots. They could do that last year, but again, they've added to the width of the racetrack going into the turns, and everybody's using that real bottom groove going in and letting the truck come all the way up against the outside retaining wall. In the case there, Boris said was in the outside lane and just ran out of racetrack. Welcome back to the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida this afternoon where the NASCAR Truck Network is bringing you live coverage of race number three of the 1997 season, the Dodge Dealers 400. Joe Ruttman started on the Bush Pole today, the third different Bush Pole winner in the season so far. He's been out front ever since. Chuck Bound has been holding on to the second spot. Mike Bliss, Jack Sprague, Kenny Irwin, and John Nemechek have had a tremendous battle for the third and fourth positions. As a matter of fact, it got so tremendous just a few laps ago, Boris said was up in the thick of that. He slipped coming off turn number one. It collected several other trucks, and at least one truck is out of the race as a result. That is David Smith. We'll check in in his pit area in a moment. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the NASCAR truck. David Smith's truck being pulled back into the garage area. Also, we told you Lonnie Rush is out of the event. Let's check in there with Larry Naston. Well, Lonnie Rush, a uh, a tough day for you. It came to an end early. What happened? Well, the ignition quit on our uh, Pure Later, Pure One Chevrolet at lap five, I think. And um, I just want to thank Ken Schrader for the opportunity to run his truck today so we could keep our points up and uh, hopefully get another opportunity here down the road. And uh, I just want to really appreciate and thank all the guys in the um, Ken Schrader organization for all their help and for giving me this opportunity. 
That's Lonnie Rush. He had a tough day today, but a name you're going to hear in the future. Lonnie Rush is out of the Dodge Dealers 400. Also a tough day for Rich Bickle. He just checked into the pits for the fifth time. Let's check in quickly with Gary Montgomery. The front sway bar arm is broken. They have tried to replace it. I don't think they've accomplished that yet. They're all in conference right now. It's a sway bar in the front of the truck is broken. Hard day for Rich Bickle. We're back under the green flag. The leaders off turn one. And working to the outside of the lap truck of Stacy Compton. Now problem from Jack Sprague. His truck breaks loose. Almost crashes into the outside wall. He had to check up, but he's okay as everyone motors off turn two. They'll all chase Joe Rutman down the back stretch. It's still Jack Sprague holding down the fourth spot as Chuck Bound tries to find a way around Joe Rutman, but he's got him covered this time in three. Joe Rutman had a pretty good jump on the start, moved out to maybe about a half a second lead. Now Chuck Bound begins to erode that away as they race off the fourth corner. Also in the mix up front is Mike Bliss. Bliss has made his way up from the fifth position. Now he'll challenge for second as they head down the long front straightaway and off to the first corner. Bliss now stalking Chuck Bound, coming into turn number one. Bliss taking a higher line than Bound is. They all straighten it out as they come into turn number two. Chuck Bound now about three car, uh, three truck length deficit now on Joe Rutman off turn two. Single file racing down the 2100 foot max stretch. It's not double wide until you get back to the lap truck of Stacy Compton as the faster trucks go by on the outside. It's going to be Joe Rutman, Chuck Bound, and Mike Bliss heading towards four. A couple of pretty strong moves further back in the field. We're watching Mike Skinner who started in the 18th position. He's now up in the sixth spot and also Ron Hornaday. He started back in the 19th position and Hornaday now coming into the thick of things. He's up to the ninth position at the complete of 25 laps. Front 10 trucks are single file off turn one. Ron Hornaday now trying to root his way through the traffic and get up there and battle for the lead. Now a move for their back of the pack. It's Brian Reffner getting up underneath Butch Miller coming into turn number one. He'll sweep underneath Miller and take the spot and try to track down Rick Corelli off turn two. Down the back stretch it's going to be Joe Rutman, Chuck Bound, and Jake Sprague now moving in on Mike Bliss. Sprague will look to the inside down the short chute, thinks better of it, and pulls back in line. Brian Refner has been busy out there. He started 31st here this afternoon. Now he's up to the 13th position. He's challenging Butch Miller for 12th as the leaders come across the start-finish line. Still, Joe Rutman has been dominating here today. Chuck Bound second. Mike Bliss is third. Jack Sprague is fourth with Kenny Irwin Jr. tagging along in fifth as they race down the short chute to two. And from nowhere, Mike Skinner emerges into the sixth spot trying to track down Kenny Irwin Jr. Just a couple of Chevrolets trying to break in and break up this Ford party at the head of the field down the back straightaway. Trails him by about four car lengths, Mike Skinner does, as they head down the back stretch, still chasing Joe Rutman. He has them covered again in three as Chuck Bound falls by about four truck lengths. And the action picks up on pit road as well. Dennis Setzer is in. They're pushing his truck now. Looks like back towards the pit wall. At the other end of the pit road, Barry Bodine is in. There's some damage on the right front on his machine. Working out of the green flag, lap 27. Joe Rutman, the race leader, but Chuck Bound now closes in to within a truck length of him. Slowly closing in, coming into turn number one. Chuck Bound in the second spot. Closing in even further on Joe Rutman in turn number two. Bound is there. He's on the back bumper now. Goes to the inside for the lead off turn two. He looks to the inside of Joe Rutman down the back stretch and still single file. Rutman Again, trying to hold off. Chuck Bound. Bound will look to the inside. Can't make it stick in three. He'll try it again down the short chute. The Roush teammates are tangling for the lead of the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 with 27 laps up on the scoreboard, just about to make it 28. And now Mike Bliss decides to dance as well. He'll dive to the inside of Chuck Bound. Challenge there for the third position. Looming back and forth is Jack Sprague as they race off to one. Traffic stacking up from second on back. Chuck Bound has the second spot. Mike Bliss is in third. Now Bliss's truck washes wide in turn number one. 
and it allows Jack Sprague to close in. The front four trucks now single file. Those to tail off turn two. The Chevrolet and Jack Sprague chasing the three Fords down the back straightaway. Jack Sprague still tucked in fourth spot, trying to find his way around. The Mike Bliss machine once again looks to the outside. Now will dive to the inside. They'll work their way towards four. Getting pretty busy up front in the front six trucks. Just about nose to tail now, but Joe Rutman still leads the way. Still working under the green flag this afternoon. 32 laps complete. Only twice we've been slowed for cautions. Once for debris on the racetrack. And the second time on lap 19 when Boris said spun and collected the truck of David Smith. A lot of activity on the racetrack, but also some action down along the pit road. Let's check on some developing stories. First, Gary Montgomery. Well, the very boat nine has been in, and you guys talked about that. He was in for a five-lap penalty. He came in, he thought he had his tire going down. They took it off. NASCAR officials decided it wasn't going down at all. So they were assessed a five-lap penalty. Down at the other end, a different story. Dennis Conner, the crew chief for Jack Sprague. And you guys have talked about Jack coming from 14th to 4th. He's on a roll. And uh, Dennis, is he saying anything about how the truck is working? Obviously very good. Well, during one of the cautions, he said it was loose in, tight in the center, and tied off, which is our customary deal. Uh, he's, he's, he's doing a good job of driving right now. He's, he's working the daylights out of the Quaker State Chevrolet. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. I can tell you that they're very, very happy down here, but they're also very anxious. All that uh, close side-by-side racing got a lot of nervous people. Haven't had too much attrition in the early going of this uh, Florida Dodge Dealers 400. We've only had two caution periods, and only four trucks are out of the race. The latest to go out is Dennis Setzer of Newton, North Carolina. He pulled his Husky Power Tools Dodge behind the wall. Let's get more on that story. Well, he sure did, Fred, and Mike Rowley and crew have gone to work underneath the hood of this Dodge. Dennis Setzer is standing alongside of me right now. Dennis, what happened? I don't know. Something internal in the engine went cut loose right there. It started pumping all the oil out the tank. Just couldn't keep continue like that. You know, it's unfortunate for the uh, the uh, Power Tools Dodge. You know, just very unfortunate deal. You uh, every time you get in one of these trucks, you seem to be a formidable opponent. It's kind of a shame you're not able to finish it out today. Yeah, it is. You know, Huskies come on board and done a great job. You know, along with Home Depot, really proud of. You know, we'll get things together and have a good run for them. Uh, he's no stranger to victory circle. Dennis Setzer are out today, unfortunately. Tremendous battle in the racetrack for the fourth spot over in turn three. Mike Skinner goes three wide inside Kenny Irwin and Jack Sprague. Skinner will pick up the fourth spot, and then it'll be the Kenny Irwin truck right behind. Mike Skinner used that inside lane, that new patch of asphalt down at the bottom of the racetrack. He got a good run down the back straightaway, was able to sling his truck down low and swing to the inside and pick up the four position. Now the front six trucks have broken off into two packs of three as they head down the short straightaway over to two. Mike Skinner in that fourth spot is trying to hang on and hold off Kenny Irwin Jr. Irwin almost took a look to the inside coming into turn number two, but Irwin had to check up, and Irwin's got company. Jack Sprague's on his rear bumper off turn two. Jack Sprague trying to find his way around Kenny Irwin. Hasn't been able to do it through the early part of the going, but it's Mike Skinner on the move as he's up to fourth and trying to chase down Mike Bliss. Interesting to watch Mike Skinner use that lane over in turn three. You know, he tried to do that last year in the race here, closing out of the halfway point. The lane wasn't there. Jeff Bodine was and both trucks were taken out. Here's a leader, Joe Rutman, going into turn one. They're stacked up double wide for the second spot. Mike Bliss opens the inside lane, coming into turn number one. He'll grab the second spot from Chuck Bound. Bliss's truck washed wide off of turn number one. Bound tried to rally back down low, but Bliss shuts off the lane and takes the second spot on the backstretch. So for now, he'll trail Joe Rutman by three truck lengths. Chuck Bound third. It's about another five truck lengths back till you get to Mike Skinner, who's got Kenny Irwin and Jack Sprague knocking on his back door. After 37 laps, at the Florida Dodge Dealers 400. Here is the top 10. Joe Rutman, Chuck Bound is second. Make that uh, Mike Bliss second. Chuck Bound third. Mike Skinner is fourth. Kenny Irwin Jr. is fifth as they come across the line. 
Back in the sixth position will be Jack Sprague. Dave Rosendes is seventh. John Nemechek posted an eighth. Good run for John Nemechek here this afternoon with Ron Hornaday moving up to ninth. And tenth is Dan Press as the leaders head towards turn two. And Dan Press opens the inside lane, gets around Ron Hornaday coming into turn number one. Hornaday has to quickly snap his truck back in line because Brian Reffner's there. Reffner now almost getting into the back of Hornaday. He has to check up. Rick Corelli and Butch Miller also tied tightly into that battle. For the last three laps, Dan Press has tried to find his way about Ron Hornaday. He finally does it. So Press leads Hornaday. Rick Corelli getting itches. He's trying to find a way around Brian Hefner and Butch Miller right there as well. Some of the best racing on the track going on from 10th on back and a pretty good race for the lead. It changes going off into turn one. This gets around Joe Rutman. He'll grab the top spot, put his blue and white Ford out in front. Now Rutman's going to snap his black and yellow Ford back in line behind Bliss and follow him off the second corner. Meanwhile, battle for the fourth spot is on. Kenny Irwin Jr. took a look to the inside of Mike Skinner but gets in line off turn two. Skinner will still hold down that fourth spot. Meanwhile, Mike Bliss flashes into turn number three, holding Joe Rutman in bay. So Rutman now will try to find his way to the inside to get by Bliss in four. Mike Bliss trying to complete this lap and become the second leader of the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 as he races down the straightaway and crosses the start-finish line. He does off to turn one, but Joe Rutman is there. He peeks to the inside in the first corner. Chuck Bound now the third spot's got the best seat in the house watching them two fight it out for the lead. Bliss again gets a little loose coming off turn number one. Joe Rutman almost went down on the inside, tried to squeeze down there, but Bliss put the full court block on. Now Rutman gets back in line and follows Bliss off too. They snake down the wide back stretch. It's still going to be Bliss holding Rutman at bay. Chuck Bound, he's about five truck lengths back, losing ground, but Mike Skinner trying to reel in Chuck Bound to battle for third. That battle for the lead is not over yet either. Joe Rutman, who was up there for the first 39 laps of the race, wants to get a piece of it again. Mike Bliss, the race leader, just took it over on the very last lap. Rutman all over him, trying to find a way to get by. Knows he can't move on the outside. He'll try to squeeze down to the inside in turn one. And almost pokes his nose up into the tailgate of Bliss, but Bliss again has the block on. Rutman now swings wide, tries the outside lane. Nothing's there. He goes back to the inside. Nothing's there again off turn two. Rutman trying to be stingy down the back stretch. He wants that lead back. He figures Bliss Bliss has led enough. Now Rutman going after it again in turn number three. Tucked down to the yellow stripe on the inside. Rutman goes after it in four. Joe Rutman was the dominant driver here in the early going all the way up till lap number 39 when Mike Bliss took over the lead. Now racing off the corner. Rutman tucks in line. They'll draft down the front straightaway. Back in the third position is Chuck Brown and it's a long way now back to Mike Skinner about two full seconds as the leaders hit turn one. Joe Rutman again trying to take the inside away, uh, inside lane away from Mike Bliss coming into turn number one. Not Nothing is there. Rutman gets back in line and tries to follow Mike Bliss off turn two. Meanwhile, things really stack it up for about the ninth spot on back. Dan Press got the spot a few moments ago. Ron Hornaday was up in there, but now Hornaday got kicked back a couple of laps ago and opened the lane for Brian Reffner and Rick Corelli. That battle now exits turn two. They're chasing Dan Press down the back stretch. Now Reffner looks to the inside of Dan Press at the entrance to turn number three. Reffner's going to try and put it there, but no. Dan Press slams the door on him in turn number three and head down the short shoot. Coming down to complete lap number 43. We're within about 10 laps of the window where the driver said they'll have to come in and take on fuel. And again, there will not be a competition caution. It'll be a gas and go. They can and will lose positions on the pit lane. The plot thickens. We're back in a moment. You're- 
Race number three for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series underway. Still under the green flag. 47 of 167 laps are complete this afternoon. Coming up a halfway break. It'll be at lap number 85. Then we'll see some adjustments and tire changes made for the second half of the race. Also still to go. Before we get to that, Fred, is that uh, green flag pit stop possibly where the teams will have to come in and uh, refuel their trucks. Well, we're inside the window right now. 47 laps are up on the scoreboard, and that puts us inside of the fuel window where if a caution should fly right now, it would easily make it to the halfway period where they can fuel up again. So, however, if we go green, they are going to have to, for the first time in the history of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, engage in green flag pit stops. We've had a total of five trucks go behind the wall. Most recent of those, Stacy Compton. Also earlier, David Smith involved in a crash that caused that second caution flag. Let's check in with Larry Naston. Hi, Joe. Thanks. As we uh, left pit row, the fuel men were starting to get ready for that uh, window of pit stops. I talked to David Smith. He is okay, but his truck is damaged heavily. The latest retiree from the race is Stacy Compton in the Valvoline Ford. Stacy, what happened? Well, I'll tell you. You know, I really hate it for Valvoline and Snow Chain, Sunbeam. We got them on as an associate this week. You know, it's a bad deal. These guys put in a bunch of hours getting this truck together. We come down, and looks like we just had some mechanical problems. I tell you, these guys, preventive maintenance is absolutely unreal in these trucks. And, you know, every once in a while you have a have something break. And it looks like what we had, we had something break in the engine, it looks like. And, uh, you know, we hate it, but that's part of racing. We'll just come back and get them next week. Well, as usual, Stacey Compton full of smiles, a little dejected, but he will be back. Best battle on the racetrack now is for third just a moment ago. Chuck Bound was overtaken by Mike Skinner, and Mark Pottery's moved out to about a three-truck length advantage. He sure has. He's way out in front now. Is uh, Mike Bliss holds over Joe Rutman. Then is Mike Skinner holds down third, followed by Chuck Bound and Kenny Irwin having a good run. Meanwhile, Mike Bliss continues to move away. He's got a full second and a half on Joe Rutman, who has nearly two full seconds on Mike Skinner, riding along in the third spot. Fourth is Chuck Bound. Fifth, Kenny Irwin. Jack Sprague is sixth. Seventh is Dave Resendiz. Eighth, John Nemechek. Ninth, Brian Reffner. And tenth now, Rick Corelli. Dan Press rides 11th with Ron Hornaday Jr. in 12th. Toby Butler is 13th. 14th is Butch Miller. 15th, Boris said the third. Rick Crawford rides 16th. Jimmy Hensley is 17th. Jay Sauter, 18th. 19th is uh, Butch Miller now. He shuffles down the board. Miller with some trouble on the racetrack, so he continues to shovel down the leaderboard. Tammy Joe Kirk running 20th, a good run for Tammy Joe. Talking about Butch Miller, he's on pit road now. Let's check in there and see what this stop is for. Well, guys, this is the first of our schedules. Well, not schedule, but regular pit stops. This is the green flag, gas and go for Butch Miller. He's the first car truck in. All right, first guy to show his hand. Miller gets the fuel. They refire the truck. Actually, had to push it for a moment there. Now he's on his way, but most certainly will lose a lap to the race leaders and see how this affects some of the other strategy here at the 51 lap mark. Again, most teams said they could go 55 to 58 laps, but it's all about planning how this thing's going to work out in the end. They'll also have to make another fuel stop in the second half of the race. Before they get to that point, though, again, there will be that halfway break. Here's another one of the trucks coming down along the pit lane. Tammy Jo Kirk, we just told you, was running in the top 20. She rolls down along the pit lane, pulls in and hit her stall, again, in front of Gary Montgomery. Well, again, this is a Schedule stop. So Tammy Joe brings that bright pink Ford in. Here come the leaders now. Joe Rutman and uh, Chuck Bound coming in as well. Fuel stops continue down trackside. Chuck Bound in. Joe Rutman. Kenny Irwin Jr. rolls down the pit lane. Several other trucks coming down. The Rob Rizzo truck now rolling back out onto the speedway. We'll get the uh, story there as Butch Miller comes by the start-finish line, having completed his fuel stop. We are in the middle of the first green flag pit stops in the history of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on lap number 52. And most of the leaders have already come down the pit lane and are just about ready to head back out for service. Let's head down to pit road. Well, Chuck Bound was the first in and the first 
almost out at this end. Joe Rutman now pulls away. A little uh, slow on the second can of gasoline there. Joe Nemechek is in for gasoline as well. They're having a problem getting the fuels, the, the uh, nozzle into the tank, and there's spilling gas all over. That's a tough break for Joe Nemechek. John Nemechek, excuse me. And a shuffle up front. Jack Sprague has now taken the lead because of the pit stops there from Mike Bliss. So on lap number 51, Jack Sprague takes over the top spot, but of course Sprague will also have to make a stop soon. That's right. Jack Sprague will have to come down the pit lane very shortly as the window again is uh, just about 55, 56 laps. Let's head back down to pit road. Uh, Bob Keselowski brings his Mopar Dodge down on the pit road for fuel. The problem with Rob Rizzo was they lost a spark plug wire, and Kenny Hendrick is in the car now. Remember, they made that driver change in the first yellow caution. Now the crews are waiting for the rest of the teams to come in, and Keselowski is out and underway. And here is Jack Sprague, who took over the lead and held on to it for one lap. He comes in to make his spot. Uh, his stop, that is, along with Kelly Denton. Bob Keselowski is in. We saw Jimmy Hensley make his stop, along with Dave Resendiz and Dan Press. Again, these stops for refueling only, although the teams are allowed to make minor adjustments to their trucks. Because it was uh, explained to me, when you refuel a truck, it makes it a little bit loose going into the turn. So they're able to compensate for that with an adjustment. Well, that tailgate's going to get a little bit heavy with the extra fuel load, and that's going to make the back end want to swap around as you come into the first corner or the second or third corner. So uh, that certainly is the concern there. 54 laps are up on the scoreboard. We are in the middle of green flag pit stops. Most of the leaders have already cycled through now. Jack Sprague is posted as the leader right now on the scoreboard. Let's head back down to pit road. Well, Jack Sprague was one of the just the two trucks tonight, so I'll make a chassis adjustment. For as good as that truck was working, it's a bit of a surprise, but Dennis Conner took the ratchet to it on the left side and put a round of wedge in it. Pickles uh, did the same thing as did the uh, 43 truck of Jimmy Hensley. Ryan Refner, who now inherits the lead because of the pit stops. He'll be coming in shortly as well. Boris said now posted in the second spot. And we'll have a complete rerun of the running order as the pit stops cycle back around. We were told before the race this afternoon, 55 to 58 was the window when green flag stops would be made, and that's exactly what has happened. Just about everybody has made their stop now as we complete lap number 59. Mike Skinner now takes over the lead. Again, remember, he started back in the 18th position, his first appearance in the series since, uh, of course, winning the championship in 95, and then, of course, uh, running for it again in 96, now moving over to the Winston Cup side of things. Skinner leads. Mike Bliss is second. Jack Sprague is in the third spot. Fourth is Tony Raines. And Chuck Bound now runs in the fifth position. Since we were with you, Randy McDonald went behind the pit wall. Jimmy Hensley also has some problems going on. Let's check in first with Larry Naston. Well, Randy McDonald did go behind the wall. They lost the rear seal in the gearbox. They're trying to fix it now to get him back out. In that same amount of time, Jay Sauter came in. Greg Meredith filled that race truck with Unical Gasoline. They're off and underway. And the funny comment was, man, now we know what these fuel guys on the Winston Cup get paid for. It's wild down here on pit road. Tony Raines bringing his machine down the pit lane to get some service now as the fuel goes in that machine. Let's check back down on the pit road with Gary Montgomery. Some trouble for the Richard Petty team. Well, there is more trouble right now for Tony Raines' team. as they've got a fire. It's gassed the truck, and the fire has erupted. They've now put the fire out, but Tony Raines' truck. Maybe okay. Only problem for Tony Raines there, as we told you, Jimmy Hensley had a problem. They thought they were going to have to pull him behind the wall, but then got him underway again. So we'll check and see what the situation with Jimmy Hensley is in a moment. Boy, it's a little bit different uh, situation for us doing a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series broadcast, having the green flag stops. But I think overall, Fred, everyone did a pretty good job down there. Yeah, no uh, incidents on the pit lane, certainly none to mention. And for the most part, the fuel stops were as quick as we've seen them in the Winston Cup Series, most of them between 17 uh, seconds, 15 to 17 seconds. And the teams and drivers get 
getting in and out of the pit lane in a very orderly fashion. Uh, of course, we still have the one factor here where no matter what, we're still going to stop at the midpoint. So uh, all of the fuel mileage calculations that we may use, you know, in the future or the middle of the race for the next fuel stop, that kind of goes out the window, and we reset the field halfway and go back into the same scenario we did again where we're going to have about 55, 56 laps until a stop. So we go through all this excitement again. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Only 62 of the total of 167 laps now complete. And again, Mike Skinner is the race leader. I want to take a moment to say hello to Don Bergstead, the manager of new business development for Cooper Automotive and Champion Spark Plugs. Good to have you with us here at Homestead. Thank you. Glad to be here. Champion Spark Plugs, of course, has been associated with NASCAR racing for many, many years. You guys have seen a lot of changes in the sport, and I know this is a, a welcome sight for you to see a relatively a, a new venue for the sport here in South Florida and all the action going on. As a matter of fact, let's take a break. We've got some action now on the back straightaway. Mike Bagley. Brian Cunningham breaks loose, coming off turn number two. His truck spins all the way down to the inside, makes contact with the inside wall, noses in head first. Everybody does a great job, and this is a break for Ron Hornaday. He was about to get lapped by race leader Mike Skinner, but now the caution is out as now safety crews go to attend to Brian Cunningham's truck. All right, it is third caution of the afternoon, the third caution of the day, and uh, I'm sure a lot of guys uh, might be saying, golly, I wish I'd have waited a few laps longer to make my stop. If they could have possibly gone the full 63 laps, this could have been a deciding uh, situation in the running of the race this afternoon. But again, Brian Cunningham did get the truck straightened on the back straightaway. The record now coming over to attend to him. As a matter of fact, he's trying to refire the truck and drive off, so we uh, should shortly be back under the green flag. Don Bergstead again with us from uh, the Cooper Automotive Group and uh, Champion Spark Plugs. We're talking about this beautiful facility and how NASCAR has come so far moving into new areas like Homestead. Yes, uh, Champion Spark Plug has been a supporter of the NASCAR uh, truck series since its beginning with uh, the truck plug, which is the official spark plug of the uh, Super Truck Series or Truck Series. And uh, we're very pleased to be a uh, supporter of this series and all of NASCAR racing. I know you guys are seeing response in the marketplace as we're seeing at the racetrack from fans who just love this series and I'm sure love Champion Spark Plugs. Yes, the uh, Champion Truck Plug has led to other products for the light truck market including the uh, new product Champion Truck Wire, which is uh, selling very well. What is the difference in a truck plug and a car plug? Quite a bit of difference. Uh, The uh, product has a massive center and side electrode, dissipates heat quicker, will last longer and carries a three-year unlimited mileage guarantee. All right. Be looking for Champion Spark Plugs, and particularly the new Champion Truck Plugs. Don, thanks for dropping by. Thank you. All right. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast this afternoon and this great race going on. Again, the caution flag is out because of a spin on the back straightaway. Brian Cunningham broke loose, exiting turn number two. Did make a little contact with the inside retaining wall, but that has slowed the pace here as the caution truck is out. And now the field falls in behind that truck, working off turn four. We've only had three cautions here this afternoon. The first one came out on lap number 14 for Debris. Second on lap number 19, as Boris said, had a problem down in the short shoot between turns one and two. And now it comes out on lap number 65 with Brian Cunningham having a problem off turn number two. Let's check down on pit road. Well, here's where the strategy may come into play today. The Dana Dorman crew elected to take Mike Skinner's Lumar Chevrolet into the pit area and get another 11 gallons of Unical fuel. The first yellow after the fuel stop. Remember, they were one of the first trucks to come in, but they play their hand to top it off to see if they can get just a few extra laps because they know and think there's going to be at least one more yellow. Could make a difference as this thing continues this afternoon. Again, we're closing in on the halfway break. It's at lap 85. We've now completed 65 laps. 
Going back under the green flag here at Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. The Dodge Dealers 400 gets back underway after a caution. Here we go. The battle for the lead as Jack Sprague swings to the inside of Mike Bliss in one. Opens the inside lane, moves past Bliss, takes the lead, coming into the corner. Now Chevrolet leads the way. The Ford of Mike Bliss tucks in in second. Then it's Chuck Bound. Third place, getting around the lap trucks as everyone shuffles their way off turn two. Well, Chevrolet will lead him down the back stretch for the first time, but here comes the four to Mike Bliss, flashing to the inside. He'll move by Jack Sprague. He'll take over the top spot once again. So it's Mike Bliss, Jack Sprague, and Chuck Bound. One, two, and three, heading to four. Chuck Bound taking his black Ford to the inside of the racetrack, trying to make the move on the green Chevrolet of Jack Sprague. It didn't happen in the third corner. Now they'll race off turn four and back across the line. So Mike Bliss will hold on to the lead as he crosses the start-finish line. 68 laps go up on the scoreboard and the top three shuffle off to one. And the top three have cleared the lap traffic now and have broken away from fourth place Kenny Irwin and fifth place Brian Reptor. Up front Mike Bliss leads the way. Jack Sprague second. Chuck Bound in third. Further back some shuffling going on. Three wide now as Doug George almost breaks loose. Now Tony George almost makes contact with the outside wall as the exit turn two. Well, George was hung up on the outside over here in turn number three the last time by. He's still there as the faster trucks move to the inside. Corelli Jay Sauter, Dan Press, they all head towards turn four. A lot of close calls going through some of these corners, and miraculously everyone getting by. Up front, though, it is three trucks, nose to tailgate. Mike Bliss shows the way. Jack Sprague is second. Chuck Bound is third. Ten truck links back to Kenny Irwin riding in fourth. Jack Sprague now in the second spot, trying to take the high road around Mike Bliss, but it doesn't work in turn one. Sprague gets back in line, follows Bliss off turn number two. Mike Bliss now trying to hold off Jack Sprague and Chuck Bound. Those three trucks working single file. Right behind them is going to be Kenny Irwin and also Brian Reffner. Dave Resendi's having a good run as well as they try to make their way up on the top three trucks who are heading towards turn number four. They'll maintain about ten truck lengths on fourth place Kenny Irwin Jr. Brian Reffner rides fifth. Dave Resendi's is sixth. Joe Rutman posted seventh with Rick Corelli eighth. Jay Sauter ninth and Toby Butler rounds off the top ten as Toby Butler shuffles up the leaderboard. The leaders head off to the first corner. We have to go all the way back to the twelfth position. That's where Ron Hornaday sits. He just moved up to 11th, and Mike Bagley, he's been dodging bullets all day down in turns one and two. Yeah, he has the latest of those, was almost going a lap down, getting that caution that he wanted. Now trouble, Brian Reffner, hard into the outside wall. A problem for Reffner coming into turn number two. His truck now barrels hard into the outside wall. One of his wheels now rolling down the back straightaway as there's heavy contact to his maroon truck. Brian Reffner had started way back at the rear of the field. He got in the race, matter of fact, on a provision, 31. That's the position where he started and now had moved up to the fifth position. Looks like he's done for the day. Mike Bagley, what happened? But it's a great story as uh, Brian Reffner did take uh, the hard lick into the outside wall. He has dropped the window net, so it's good news. He was racing into turn number two, and all of a sudden the truck shot straight head-on into the outside wall in turn two. He held it down, trying to keep it up out of the groove. Trucks had to check up, swing wide, swing low to get around him. Right now the safety crews are on the scene. Brian Reffner has dropped the window net on his truck. Everything uh, seems to be sorting out here in turn two. Former ASA Series champion a driver who has a lot of potential in this series and thought by many to be one of the up-and-coming stars in NASCAR racing. He's had his share of bad luck so far this year. He'll become the eighth retiree this afternoon. Curtis Markham also retired just a while ago. He was the seventh. Let's check down in the garage area. Well, several reports from Pitt Row. Kurt Rorick having a very unusual day. First, the clutch goes out in the Dana Dodge. Tony Raines has been running 
on six cylinders for most of the race. They're having their problems. I'm headed back to find out what happened to Brian Reffner. Now they're showing 20 trucks on the lead lap after the completion of 71 laps. Let's take you through the running order. Mike Bliss is the race leader, fourth different leader throughout the course of the day. Jack Sprague is second. Chuck Bown is third. Fourth is Kenny Irwin, Jr. Dave Rosendi is in the fifth position, his first time in the new ride, the Charles Hardy Chevrolet. Sixth is Rick Corelli. Joe Ruttman is seventh. Eighth is Jay Sauter. And ninth is Toby Butler. Tenth is Ron Hornaday. Eleventh, Dan Press. John Nemechek rides twelfth. Thirteenth is Mike Skinner. Fourteenth, Bob Keselowski. Fifteenth is Rick Crawford. Sixteenth, Kelly Denton. Seventeenth is Butch Miller. Eighteenth, Tammy Joe Kirk. Nineteenth is Mike Cope. And twentieth, Lance Norick. Again, those the trucks on the lead lap at lap 71. Welcome back to the Homestead Motorsports Complex this afternoon. The Dodge Dealers 400 underway. However, under the caution now because of a crash over in turn two, Brian Reffner, who had moved from 31st starting spot up to the fifth position, having a great day. Suddenly that day ended when he got up out of the groove and slammed hard into the outside retaining wall. We'll get a word with Brian Reffner in a few moments. We've completed 74 laps. At lap 84, we'll reach the halfway point, and that's when the $1,000 is paid, the Gatorade Front Runner Award for the man leading at that time. Just joining in, Joe Ruttman had the bush pole for the race here this afternoon. He led the first 39 laps before Mike Bliss came by and took over the top spot on lap 40. Jack Sprague then took over during green pit stops, and if that sounds kind of unusual, it is. It's the first time it's ever happened in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Mike Skinner later took over the top spot also during the green flag stops, and Mike Bliss passed him on lap 66. Bliss still the race leader with Jack Sprague second, Chuck Bound third, Kenny Irwin fourth, and Dave Resendiz fifth. We took you through the top 20, those trucks on the lead lap a little while ago. Let's do a full field rundown now. Again, Mike Bliss is the leader, Jack Sprague is second, Chuck Bound third, Kenny Irwin fourth, and fifth is Dave Resendiz. You got Rick Corelli now in sixth, Joe Ruttman in seventh, eighth is Jay Sauter, Toby Butler is ninth, and tenth is Ron Hornaday. Eleventh is Dan Press, John Nemechek rides twelfth, thirteenth is Mike Skinner, Bob Keselowski in the fourteenth position with Rick Crawford fifteenth. Sixteenth is Kelly Denton, Butch Miller rides seventeenth, eighteenth is Tammy Joe Kirk, Mike Cope is nineteenth, and twentieth place is Lance Norick. Those are the trucks on the lead lap. One lap down in twenty-first is Tony Roper, twenty-second is Jimmy Hensley, Tony Range rides twenty-third, twenty-fourth is Doug George, 25th is Rich Bickle, Rob Rizzo is 26th, and Kenny Allen still running in the 27th position. 28th now, Brian Reffner, of course, he's out of the race at this time. Barry Bodine posted in the 29th position. Brian Cunningham is in the 30th spot. You've got Boris Said now behind the wall, as is the case for Randy McDonald, Curtis Markham, Stacy Compton, Dennis Setzer, David Smith, Lonnie Rush, and Michael Dock. And those last eight drivers are out of the race. Our sister network, MRN Radio, will have live coverage here just a little bit later today, the NASCAR Bush Series in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the Las Vegas 300. That happens today. The MRN Radio airtime will be 345 Eastern Time. The NASCAR Bush Series moves to Darlington Raceway and will have live coverage on MRN Radio of the Diamond Hill 200. That's Saturday, March 27th. MRN airtime there is 12.45 p.m. Then the Trans-South Financial 400 with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at the Darlington Raceway. That'll be Sunday, March 23rd, MRN Radio Airtime, 12.45 p.m. Eastern.
Well, track cleanup crew still working out in turn two. Quite a bit of debris shattered out there all over the track as uh, Brian Refner hit the outside retaining wall. The word from uh, Mike Bagley there was that he did climb out of the truck, seemed to be okay. He's now making his way over to the infield care center. We'll get a report on his condition and hopefully hear from Brian Refner here in a few moments. Other drivers who have fallen by the wayside, Boris Said, who started on the outside pole this afternoon, he has gone behind the wall, as has Curtis Markham, Randy McDonald, Stacy. Compton. Dennis Setzer is out. David Smith involved in a crash back on lap 19 that took him out of the competition. Michael Dockin had problems early on. And Lonnie Rush, again, a total of nine trucks that are out of the race. 20 still on the lead lap here at lap 76. Sunday, April 20th, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series racing from the Phoenix International Raceway. We'll have live coverage of the Chevrolet Classic 300 that begins at 345 Eastern on the NASCAR Truck Network. Field has been given the signal. One to go as it came down across the line. It will be a double file restart with those lap trucks lining up on the inside. The first of those will be Tony Roper, Jimmy Hensley, Doug George, Rich Bickle, and Tony Raines all lining up down on the inside of leader Mike Bliss, Jack Sprague, Chuck Bound, and Kenny Irwin. Let's check down quickly in the garage area with Larry Naston. Well, we're still waiting for Brian Refner to come out, Joe. As soon as we get a word, I'll get back to you. All right, so Brian Refner taken to the infield care center. Again, seemed to be under his own power, but uh, his day has come to a quick end after a great performance starting way back in the field and coming to the front. Also, quite a day for some of the other drivers uh, who've uh, had some great performances. Dave Resendez, first time out with the Charles Hardy team, having a great run up in the fifth position so far. And, of course, he being the defending winner of the race, you'd think he'd be running well here with a new team, though. Probably a lot of question marks coming into this race. Mike Skinner, who started well back in the pack, has uh, worked all afternoon, has uh, found his way back to the front of the field, and Mike Skinner now posted up uh, in the top of the field, uh, now in the 13th position. So he's been shuffled back a little bit since the last check. And John Nemechek having a great run. Uh, he's had some bad luck throughout the course of this year in the last part of last season. Nemechek now running in the 12th position. Yeah, he's right in front of Mike Skinner on the scoreboard. Uh, we were going to go back to green just a moment ago. The one lap to go signal was given at start-finish. I think just a few extra cleanup activities out in the turn two area Mike Bagley will send him around one more time under caution. Because there's so much speedy dry I think that's why we're getting that extra lap because when Brian Refner hit the wall he laid out a lot of fluid. They were able to get the truck away and all the sheet metal that had come off the truck but the turn two exit is covered with speedy dry all the way for the wall all the way down to the inside even where the pit lane exit is. So uh, right now the safety truck is leading the field back into turn number two to try to fluff up that speedy drive that's matted down by all that fluid left by the Brian Refner truck. Let's check down on pit road. Well, we do have Brian Refner. He's out of the infield care center. They made him drink plenty of liquid. Brian, how are you? I'm all right. Just real disgusted, disheartened. Uh, you know, we had a had an excellent Ford truck out there today. The Carlin Ford was really running strong. And, you know, we started 31st. We spun out qualifying. It was a bad deal. And yeah, you know, it just—it's just unfortunate. What got you sideways? Well, it—it uh, it looks like we had a tire going down, and it was right after the yellow. And I was afraid that I had a bunch of rubber buildup on the left front, and I, and I didn't want to come in right away, you know, unless I knew it was sure, because it just—you know—just started vibrating, and it, it cut down pretty quick then, because uh, you know, it went down and couldn't couldn't hold it. That's Brian Refner, obviously dejected, but in great health. Brian Refner, the 1996 NASCAR. 
Craftsman Truck Series Centos rookie champ and also the 95 ASA champion. Really having a hard time getting this 97 season started. Getting set to get back down to business in the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 as the green flag waves at the start-finish line. Mike Bliss, Jack Sprague, Chuck Bound, Kenny Irwin Jr., and Dave Resendez hit the gas, shuffle around the outside of traffic, and head off to turn one. Single file, the front three, clear the lap trucks. Mike Bliss, the leader, Jack Sprague second, Chuck Bound in third. Now the fourth-place truck of Kenny Irwin Jr. gets around the lap truck of Tony Roper. The front five now, single file off turn two and down the back stretch. Roper's on the inside. Several trucks now scattering to the outside as they stir up that oil dry down in turn number two. Here comes Jack Sprague to the inside of Mike Bliss at the entrance to three. Bliss is going to wash up. Now Bound's going to put his nose there. So now Chuck Bound goes into second. They say once you open up the inside lane, the guy on the outside has got to come out of the throttle. That's what happened to Mike Bliss. He's going to lose four positions, maybe more. Everybody streams by, and now there appears to be a problem for Mike Bliss. He is well off the pace. Everybody goes by. Jack Sprague, the new race leader, taking the field into turn one. Sprague now leading the way, coming back into the corner. Mike Bliss off the pace and down to the inside. Now in turn two, Sprague gets a truck length and a half off second place. Chuck Bound as everyone shuffles now off the second corner. Kenny Irwin holds down the third spot. Then it's Jack Spray. Uh, make that Dave Resendis in the fourth spot. Single file racing all the way back as they head into turn number three and look to the short shoot. It's Jack Spray. Got a little loose. He's going to wash up the racetrack. Chuck Bound now to the inside. Chuck Bound trying to become the sixth different leader here this afternoon. He'll scramble off the corner. Sprague moves to the inside. They'll flank each other coming across the start and finish line. Just about dead even, but give it to Sprague. Now here comes Kenny Irwin. He'll challenge for second as Sprague leans him into one. Sprague gets the top spot. Kenny Irwin Jr opens the inside lane. His Ford will blow past Chuck Bound. He'll grab the second spot. Now Dave Resende is almost making contact with Bound. Resende tried to get the inside lane, but has to get back in line on the backstretch. Here comes Kenny Irwin to the inside. He's got Dave Resende right behind. Chuck Bound comes down, almost gets into the side of Dave Resende as the yellow will come out over in turn number three. It's Jack Sprague leading the way. And the yellow comes out because Mike Bliss' truck has stalled on the back straightaway. He slowed coming off turn three on that last lap when Jack Sprague came by. Looked like he was just shuffled about of the groove, but obviously there's more serious problems. Mike Bliss, who is leading the race, has now come to rest on the back straightaway, and the caution is out for the fifth time. A little less than a half lap before going back under the green flag here this afternoon in the Dodge Dealers 400 at the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. Mike Bliss, who was leading... Has made a stop on pit road, Larry, or rather Gary Montgomery. What is the story there? Well, we'll get the word from his crew chief, Barry Dotson. The initial word was he was out of gas. He's waving me off. He, Barry's waving me off now. He's talking to his driver, but they simply ran out of gas. Apparently, they didn't get enough in on the stop. Yeah, I've got him uh, in on lap 52, making the uh, the fueling stop. So, obviously, something went wrong on Mike Bliss's truck. They didn't get enough fuel in. He runs out, and it cost him the lead and probably a shot at the race win. Another truck now slowly moving down the back straightaway. Matter of fact, with assistance from a wrecker. Looks like that is the Tony Rains truck, so we will stay under the caution flag for at least another lap. Things have really started happening here as we come to the close of the first half of this race. Yeah, Tony Rain's getting a push down the back straightaway. will keep us from going green. Of course, we're coming up on the Gatorade Front Rotor Award just in a few laps. We're at lap number 83. Now, that will be awarded at lap number 84. However, that must come under green, so it will be basically a one-lap shootout 
for the Gatorade Front Runner Award, $1,000, when we get back to green here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. And one lap past that is when the halfway break. That's when the trucks will come in to change tires and refuel, make their adjustments for the final run here this afternoon. We remind you to enter a sweepstake that could make you the biggest name on the racetrack. When QVC's Your Name Gets Around sweepstakes and will slap your name all over Jeff Bonine's number 7 QVC Ford Thunderbird. Better yet, we'll fly you and a guest to Sonoma, California to hang out in the pits and watch your car race on May 4th. Enter as often as you like simply by shopping with QVC. Boris said behind the wall. Larry Naston's with him. Well, we've caught up with Boris said who had a great afternoon going. Boris, what happened? Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, Federated Auto Parts truck lost a motor, and it was unfortunate because Jay Smith and the crew gave me a great truck. Uh, Yates had a great engine in there while it lasted, and uh, I'm lucky that Ernie was here all weekend to give me coaching tips. I mean, it's my first time on a a one-and-a-half-mile oval. It's only my sixth race, and, uh, you know, after my spin, I was catching up, so I think it would have been a good day. We've been pretty busy on pit road. The guys have been busy in the booth. How wild is it out there it seems like a lot of stuff is going on very quickly yeah i mean if you get a little bit high it's really slippery out there and it's easy to go around like i found out the hard way but uh, i mean it's a great track and a great facility it's a lot of fun i like the big tracks that's boris said who had a great afternoon going unfortunately he lost the motor in the federated ford that makes nine out of the race matter of fact make that 10 now as tony rain's truck is pushed back into his garage stall again a problem we told you they had to push him down the uh, back side of the racetrack back around to the garage area so now 10 trucks out of the running as we have reached the halfway point. Trucks are coming down the pit lane in wholesale fashion, led by the safety truck into turn number three down the pit access lane, and now everybody is in the pit lane. Let's check down on pit road quickly. Well, Jack Sprague is in. He's our race leader. It's going to be a four-tire change chassis adjustment. They're not going under the hood. That's the situation here for the Jack Sprague team. We'll check on some other stops in a moment. First, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the NASCAR Truck Network. Jack Sprague leads at the halfway mark. He picks up the $1,000, the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Again, you heard about his stop. Let's check on some of the other stops at the other end of pit road. Well, Dave Rosendis brings the Ortho Lawn and Garden Cared race truck down on pit road. The crew has got it up on the jack stands. Pretty normal pit stop for these guys. The Penrose Ford of Mike Cope, they're doing regular work on that truck. Pretty routine considering the action we had here for the fuel stops. Dan Press is up on one side. They're making a few chassis adjustments to him. Other than that, pretty routine pit stops. Okay, so they get a little extra time this time than they did the last time, making that green flag stop, and everybody able to kind of sort out some of the problems that they've had in the first half of the race and get ready for the second half of the event. Well, NASCAR racing, no matter if it's a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the Winston Cup Series, Bush Grand National, whatever, it's a team sport, and it takes the total involvement of all the crew members as well as the driver. Federated Auto Parts each week highlights one of the crew chiefs in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series this week. A special driver once again in our Federated Auto Parts Spotlight. Billy Woodruff is crew chief for Lance Norick's NHL Ford. His story is similar to a number of the crew chiefs on the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Billy spent 23 years working for Winston Cup teams before moving over to the trucks. His initial entry into racing was a surprise, even to him. I was real good friends with A.J. Foyt's son, and we rodeoed together. And one summer I figured out I wasn't making very much money riding bulls, so uh, I just went to A.J. and asked him for a job. I figured he'd put me at the ranch herding cows and taking care of the stock and stuff like that. And he sent me to the race shop. And I walked over there, and his dad, Tony Sr., put a broom in my hand, told me to clean the place up. And that's how I got started, was was just cleaning parts and, and the shop and stuff like that. And got to working with the real good 
fabricators and mechanics, and that's how I learned my trade. Unlike the case of many Winston Cup crew chiefs, Billy Woodruff didn't move around that much. Of 23 years in the sport, he's only worked for four different teams. Billy Woodruff's been to Victory Lane at Indy and Daytona, but the move to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series was a welcome change. This truck deal was was like a new venue for me, and uh, they they Lance came to me as a young driver wanting some good help, and I... I felt I could really help him, and that's kind of how we got going. The job for Billy Woodruff here is that of a teacher, and it's a challenge he welcomes. It's a great challenge, but then again, it's it's a good deal, too, because he doesn't have a lot of bad habits. You can teach him. You can teach the guys how you like stuff, and you can see outside, you know, that's like the third truck we built this year, and it's it's like night and day from what they had last year. He admits they've got a ways to go, but they're already discussing the future. It's the ground floor, and we're going to hopefully have a lot of success with trucks, and then Lance wants to move on up into Winston Cup, and that's where the NHL and the Norks and I are shooting our goals for. Billy Woodruff, crew chief for the NHL Ford team of Lance Norick, in this week's Federated Auto Parts Spotlight. Federated Auto Parts with a convenient location near you. And Billy Woodruff has done a great job this afternoon. He's got Lance Norick running in the 10th position here at the halfway break. Yeah, and Lance Norick has also stayed out of trouble. He got real close to it as he went into turn number two one time. But for the most part, Norick has uh, stayed out of trouble and run extremely well on the racetrack. Of course, it's been a real big weekend for them. The National Hockey League signed on as a sponsor on that truck this weekend. The first involvement of one of the big four sports in NASCAR racing. And they chose the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the team of Lance Norick uh, to to make their appearance at a press conference here on Friday afternoon and handed out a puck to everyone with Lance Norick's uh, truck number 90. Let's check down along the pit lane again. We're at the halfway break here in the Dodge Dealers 400. Truck uh, teams in changing tires, making adjustments for the final half of the race. Let's uh, check in first, Larry Naston. Well, we got Richard Childress here with Jay Sonder. They came from 33rd to 6th. Richard, what adjustments do you guys make now? Well, they're just making a few to the uh, chassis here. You know, we, we were real loose to start with, made some adjustments on the uh, gas stop and uh, made a few more, and uh, we're going to try to get We're going to try to win this thing. Pretty impressive you come up from that far, especially with what's been going on in the racetrack. Yeah, he's really used his head and hadn't tried to be real flashy and just drove it up there. Well, when the boss came into the pit, you guys, everybody jumped around, and they're trying to get this GM Goodrun Chevrolet back up top. Most of the leaders this afternoon have been are pitting right now up at the top of the pit lane. Let's check down there with Gary Montgomery. We've got our series champion, Ron Hornaday, Jr. Ron, uh, what adjustments did you guys make to this truck? Well, the Napa Brake Chevrolet was running great. We just, uh, we don't know yet. We're, we're getting a couple clicks in the shocks, air pressure. We're, we're all right. We got, uh, got a big, long race right now, so we're just going to see what uh, we can do. In other words, guys, a lot of little things. They've come from 19th to 6th here with this uh, Earnhardt Chevrolet. Each one of the teams making those special adjustments I think will pay off with a win as we get ready to go back under the green flag with the top five, Jack Sprague, Kenny Urban Jr., Chuck Bound, Joe Rutman, and Toby Butler. Trucks have just received the one-to-go signal coming down across the start-finish line, getting ready for the second half of the Dodge Dealers 400 this afternoon. Kenny Irwin, the second-place man, and Gary Naston, uh, Gary Montgomery says there's a possibility of a developing story there. Well, I'm not sure if it's a developing story or not, but we'll check with Gary Scholl. Well, all I can tell you guys is you had your truck up higher than anybody else, and you spent more time on pit road. You've got a great run going. Gary, what all did you do to it? Well, we were just going to change tires, not make any chassis adjustments. But when he came in on the stop, the brakes faded away on us, and a bleeder fell out of the... We got a new system, 
and we didn't know there was one there, and it fell out on us, but we, we got her fixed. We're ready to go. So they're ready to go after uh, some anxious moments out here on the road. 19 trucks still on the lead lap. Let's run them down as we get set to get back to green. Jack Sprague is your leader. Kenny Irwin Jr. second. Chuck Bound is third. Joe Rutman fourth. Toby Butler fifth with Rick Corelli in the sixth position. Ron Hornaday seventh. Eighth is John Nemechek. Tammy Joe Kirk running ninth. And tenth is Lance Norick. Mike Skinner runs 11th now with Rick Crawford in 12th. 13th is Mike Cope. Butch Miller 14th. Jay Sauter 15th. 16th is Dave Resendiz. Bob Keselowski is 17th. Kelly Denton is 18th. And Dan Press, the last of those on the lead lap in the 19th position. One lap down in 20th is Jimmy Hensley, Tony Roper is 21st, Rich Bickle 22nd, Mike Bliss 23rd, Doug George 24th, and Rob Rizzo runs in the 25th spot. Green flag comes out on lap number 85 as they head across the start-finish line and down into turn number one. The first five trucks clear the inside traffic and rumble off to turn two. Battles for the second spot. Chuck Bound trying to get under Kenny Irwin Jr. coming into turn number one. Irwin shut off the inside lane. The front three trucks now all single file clear of lap traffic off turn two. Dave Resendez will Moved by the uh, Rick Corelli machine. Meanwhile, down the back stretch, they're chasing your leader, Jack Sprague. Sprague heads into turn number three. He'll rumble down the short chute. Look to four. Here they come now off turn number three, headed down the short chute to turn four. Jack Sprague shows the way. Resendiz may be the guy on the move. Back in the sixth position, just made a move past some of the slower traffic. Now he's closing in on the next trek in line, which is Mike Bliss. Up front, though, the heat is on. Jack Sprague's trying to hold off Kenny Irwin. Kenny Irwin's born on the steam, coming back into turn number one. Tried the outside lane. It didn't work. Irwin got, gets back in line now and tries to track down Jack Sprague. Sprague slips a little in turn two. He collects it, though, and motors on down the backstretch. He's going to hold him at bay for now up against that teal green wall down the backstretch. 2,100 foot in distance into turn number three. Jack Sprague leading the way with Kenny Irwin and Chuck Bound tucked close behind. Kenny Irwin Jr. told me yesterday afternoon that although he really wants to pull off a win, what the team is aiming for this year is consistency and a good finish in the points. Right now, however, he'll go for the lead. He looks to the outside of Jack Sprague. Can't get it done there. Now he'll swing into turn number one and dart to the inside once again. Ford and Chevy's battling for the Top spot coming back into turn number one. The Chevy of Jack Sprague is the leader. Kenny Irwin in the four trying to track him down and gain the spot. Single file now through turn two. Irwin now peeks to the inside. Now the outside on the back stretch. Sprague puts that Chevrolet to the inside but pulls back up in line just in front of Kenny Irwin. Irwin will stay single file for now with Mike Bliss now on the move, but he has lost some ground. Tightening up at the front of the field as they come into turn number four. Jack Sprague looks back. Kenny Irwin all over his rear deck. Kenny Irwin looks back. Chuck Bound is there. you got Mike Bliss riding along completing the front four, and Dave Resendiz behind them in fifth. Further back in the pack, a problem for Rick Crawford. He's running in the 12th position. Some smoke coming from the rear of his truck. NASCAR spotters seem to think it could be a rear-end problem. Meanwhile, the race for fourth is in turn two. Dave Resendiz now trying to get up underneath Mike Bliss coming in turn number two. They'll tuck in single file and head down the back stretch. So Mike Bliss still a lap or two down to the leaders. He holds down fourth in line, but as Dave Resendiz being chased by Joe Rutman, it's a long ways back till you get to Jay Sauter. Mike Bliss is fourth back on the field. However, he is posted one lap down. If you look back on the leaderboard to find Mike Bliss, you'll find him in the 22nd position. Right now, he is scrapping to get by Chuck Bound, Kenny Irwin, and Jack Sprague to get back on the lead lap. The leaders are in one. Front three trucks, all single file now. Back into turn one, swinging wide into the short chute. Now diving into turn number two. Jack Sprague still can't shake Kenny Irwin Jr. Irwin again takes a peek to the inside. 
but now gets back in line as they clear turn two. The Chevrolet of Jack Sprague leading them down the back stretch. Rich Bickle trying to find his way around Jimmy Hensley. Can't do it down the back stretch as they fall in line right behind Jay Sauter. They work through three and down the short shoot. Still watching the problem on Rick Crawford. NASCAR spotters keeping a close watch on his truck as the smoke continues to pour from under the rear end. It's not slowing him at all, though, as he's right now in the thick of battle trying to get by Dan Press to pick up the 11th position. But again, that smoke seems to show once they go into the turn. 89 laps are complete. Jack Sprague shows the way, but Kenny Irwin's still with him in turn two. Tight formation. The front three trucks run off turn number two. Irwin again taking a look down low, but he's not close enough to Jack Sprague to try the lead. They'll stay single file as they head to three. Dave Rezendis brings up that tail end, but Joe Rudman now closing in on the top five uh, trucks as they work down the short chute. They're chasing Jack Sprague. Jack Sprague also chasing $1,000 from Gatorade as the Gatorade Front Runner Award will be awarded after our first five green flag laps after the restart. Here comes Sprague. He'll cross the start-finish line. Kenny Irwin right up on the rear deck of his machine as they head off to the first corner. Irwin peeks to the inside but stays in line as they race off one. Now Chuck Bowles starting to get antsy in the third spot. He takes a look to the inside of Kenny Irwin. Can't make the move. He's got to stick his truck back in line. The lap truck of Mike Bliss is trying to get up in that mix. Bliss now goes to the inside. The lap truck of Bliss to the inside of Bell. Dave Rezende is trying to find his way around Mike Bliss. He wants to get up in battle for that third spot with Chuck Bound. He can't do it for now, but the truck on the move, Joe Rudman. Rudman looking for a way around Resendez. Rudman liked being up front. He was there for the first 39 laps of the race this afternoon and now rides along back in the fifth position. Trying to make the squeeze coming off turn four. Here's Rudman diving down low following the tire tracks of Dave Resendez. He opens the lane under Chuck Bound. That's his fourth place battle now coming back into turn number one. Now Dave Resendez grabs the spot. He and Rutman will blow by the uh, the Chuck Bound truck now in turn number two. Bound has a problem. He jiggled for just a moment. He collects it up and now heads down the back stretch. So it's a six. Oh, trouble up in turn number one. Tammy Joe Kirk spins around right in front of Michael Dawkin. Everyone has to go inside and outside to avoid, but Tammy Joe Kirk spins her truck, her purple machine now laying broadside of the racetrack, and now she slowly coasts down the banking and refires her machine. This will be the race for the Gatorade money as they cross the line. $1,000 from Gatorade. The Gatorade Front Runner Award will go to Jack Sprague as he crosses the start-finish line on lap number 92. Let's go back out to turn two. Tammy Joe Kirk was coming into turn number one. Hard to tell if there was contact or just the truck just snapped loose. She made no contact with anyone, no, no contact with the wall. Her truck was broadside. Michael Dockin had to jump on the binders to get by. He dove down to the inside. She coasted slowly down into the exit lane of the pit road, and she since refired her truck and moved away. Tammy was having a pretty good run this afternoon, too. She was the first truck that was a lap down running in the 19th position. It's kind of a slow, lazy spin as she worked up off turn number one and again was able to keep the truck off the outside retaining wall. The caution flag out for the sixth time this afternoon. We've completed 92 laps of the 167 in the Dodge Dealers 400. Under the green flag at the Homestead Motorsports Complex as Jack Spray continues to show the way. Mike Bliss dove down to the inside on the restart, got back one of the two laps that he is down from the race leader. Sprague is ahead of Kenny Irwin, Dave Rosendis, Joe Rutman, and Chuck Bound. They're all working single file off turn two. Jack Sprague holding down the top spot. Got a lap car down to the inside, but they're now they have Mike Bliss halfway down the back stretch. Jack Sprague holding down the lead over Kenny Irwin. Also on the move, Dave Rosendes and Joe Rutman, who made a daring move the last time by over here in three. That lap truck on the inside of the racetrack was Rick Crawford. The smoke getting to be a little bit too much for NASCAR. They asked him to make a call down the pit lane, and so Rick Crawford does lose a lap. Gaining a lap, we said a moment ago, is Mike Bliss. And right now, Mike Bagley, he's moved out to at least a 
half a second lead on the rest of the field. He is gone. Once he cleared Jack Sprague and made that move on the restart, he's been able to break away from Sprague, and Sprague's had his hands full with uh, Kenny Irwin Jr., and now you get to where traffic stacking up. Dave Resende's in the third spot. He's feeling heat from Joe Rutman as Rutman goes to the inside on the backstretch. Rutman looks to the inside. Can't do anything with him there. Now Kenny Irwin thinks about going to the inside of Jack Sprague. Thought better of it as well. He'll stay two truck lengths back down the short chute. Here they come now, racing for position. This is for the third spot. Joe Rutman dives to the inside of Dave Resendez. He'll slide by, leave the lane open. Chuck Bound makes a move to the inside. He, too, will try to grab a spot, racing side by side across the start-finish line. The lap truck of Rich Bickle also in the mix as they enter turn one. Ford and Chevy side by side coming back into turn one. The Ford of Chuck Bound now will grab the spot. Now Dave Resendez in the Chevy. He's got company from the lap truck of Rich Bickle. Bickle down low will clear now the Resendez truck. Now Jay Saunders up there trying to challenge Resendez on the back stretch. Jay Sauter trying to decide who's his partner going to be. He decides to fall in line. Now Mike Skinner once again almost three wide into turn number three. He slips up the racetrack in front of Rich Bickle. Does a great job keeping it off the wall. He'll bring Jay Sauter along with him as he scoots to the inside of the lap truck of Rich Bickle. Boy, it looked like Mike Skinner was a rocket ship down the back chute. He dove very, very deep into turn number two, or turn number three, I should say. Carried a lot of speed into the corner, but the truck stuck, and right now he continues to scramble off turn one. And the truck is still sticking all the way down to the inside. He's got company. He's got Jay Sauter behind him. Now Mike Skinner's doing all he can to track down Dave Resendez off turn two. Skinner very familiar with that Jay Sauter truck can do. He was the driver of it for the couple of years in the past. Now he's got Skinner just ahead of Sauter. He's got to try and reel in the Dave Resendez machine off three. Now, remember, Jay Sauter had to take a provisional starting spot to get in this race. He started this afternoon in 33rd. We're talking about him up in the top group now, running in the seventh position, doing a whale of a job in that good wrench truck. Jack Sprague shows the way again, looks back. Kenny Irwin right with him off turn one. Yeah, he's got a whole mirror full of Kenny Irwin as they come into turn two. But now Sprague getting the better bite off the corner, tries to pull away from second place Kenny Irwin off turn two. So the Chevrolet will lead the three tr- uh, Ford trucks down the back stretch. Mike Bliss way out in front of Jack Sprague now as Sprague makes the entrance to turn number three with Kenny Irwin, Joe Rudman, and Chuck Bown all stalking your leader. Jack Sprague had about three truck links on Kenny Irwin on the exit of turn two. Cut that down to about one truck length as Irwin's obviously dominant horsepower kicked in down the back chute. But then diving into the corner, Jack Sprague was able to get in just a little bit deeper and open it back up to three truck lengths there in turn one. And that's the difference between the front two. Sprague is so good at getting into these corners, diving down to the inside. Irwin's having a harder time of that. But when they cleared turn two, Irwin's got the horsepower. Again, he's pursuing Jack Sprague for the lead on the backstretch. But the battle going on right now is the battle for the third spot. Chuck Bound battling his teammate. Joe Rutman as they head into turn number three. Bound will sit tight in fourth for now. Here they come now, working off turn number four, completing lap 101. Now we're looking at about 134 for the next time they'll have to deal with these green flag pit stops to come in and refuel. So the drivers, I'm sure, at this stage of the game, starting to kind of plan their strategy as they close in on that window. Again, the good race going on between the two Roush trucks, working up off turn one. That's the battle for third and fourth. Joe Rutman has the third spot. Chuck Bound is trying to take it away as they clear turn two. A problem for Bob Keselowski. He comes past me in turn two off the pace. He pulls his truck 
off of the racing surface onto the grass on the back straightaway close to the inside wall. Evidently, Bob Keselowski has a whole lot of problems now as he tries to coast slowly through the grass on the back stretch. Good battle for the third position. We also move back to the fifth place battle as well. Mike Skinner feeling a whole bunch of heat there. Coming up on his back bumper is Dave Resendiz. They'll cross the start-finish line, nose to tailgate, and shuffle off to the first corner. The fifth place battle still remains nose to tailgate in turn one. Mike Skinner has the fifth position. Dave Resendiz in sixth. Jay Saunders in seventh. They've got a pad. They've got a lap truck of Rich Bickle in the way. Then you get back to Ron Hornaday and Toby Butler. Hornaday and Butler trying to get past Bickle and get up there and scrap with Saunders, Skinner, and Resendiz. Meanwhile, Mike Skinner holding Dave Resendiz at bay. They have a ways to go before they catch the top four trucks. They'll work nose and tail through turn number three with Jay Sauter right behind. A couple of interesting races going on. The third place battle we told you about with uh, Joe Rutman trying to hold off Chuck Bound further back the race for fifth. Mike Skinner and Dave Resendiz. And it continues to be a pretty bad day for Rick Crawford. He had worked his way up to about the 12th position. NASCAR called him in for smoke coming from the rear of the truck several laps back. That smoke has reappeared now on Crawford's truck and now again he'll see the black flag. Jack Sprague shows the way. Lap 103 on the board. Mike Bliss again lost a lap early on. Let's reestablish what happened there. They came in on the green flag stop in the first half of the race to refuel but did not get all the fuel in the truck. So just a few laps later he ran out of fuel, stalled on the back straightaway. He was leading at the time. Now he lost three laps in the process, has since made up one of those laps and is clearly the class of the field. He's moved out way in front of Jack Sprague, maybe by as much as three seconds, but he's got two laps to make up. For Sprague, though, pretty busy times. Kenny Irvin stays with him on the short shoot going to two. Trying to hang on and try to grab the lead from Jack Sprague. We're starting to see the haves and the have-nots. The haves are Sprague and Kenny Irvin Jr. The have-nots are Joe Rutman and Chuck Bound. They're ten truck lengths behind as they head to three. Meanwhile, Bob Keselowski would manage to limp his truck down the back chute on the grass, pulled onto the pit access lane, and made his way down to the pit lane. Let's check in there. Well, we talked to Ron Keselowski. It looks like the Mopar Performance Dodds has lost the motor. They're rolling it into the garage area right now. They're going to try to assess to see if they can go back out, but the initial report was motor's gone. Uh, the attrition certainly building here as we get just past the halfway point. Lonnie Rush, Michael Dockin, David Smith among those behind the wall. Also, Dennis Setzer is out. Stacy Compton, Randy McDonald. Curtis Markham took his truck behind the wall early on. Brian Refner hit the wall in turn two. That eliminated him. Boris said, Tony Raines, Brian Cunningham, and Bob Keslowski also behind the wall. We have 16 trucks still in the lead lap, all chasing Jack Sprague. Michael Dockin takes his truck behind the wall. It'll be the 12th driver out of the race here at uh, the 107 lap mark. We're getting the one-to-go signal. Again, the caution came out because of uh, smoke and possible fluid emitted from Dockin's truck as he sailed off turn number two. Well, the strategy we were kind of wondering about, we're looking at uh, somewhere around lap 134 for the next green flag stops to be made for fuel and whatever adjustments they may choose. Butch Miller came in a little early and uh, Larry Naston, what is the strategy there? Well, Mike Cheek is still talking. We're going to get a word with Walker Evans. Walker, you brought Butch Miller in a little bit early. What did you guys do? Well, we just loosened him up a little. He was tight, tight, and give him a little bit of gas, drop the spoiler a little, and we hope that'll pick up the speed, and he'll come up front. Oh, they made a lot of adjustments. In fact, Cheek, Mike Cheek is still talking to uh, Butch Miller on the radio but they think they can get in and maybe go the rest of the way. Okay, now they had nothing to lose. They were running close to the end of the lead lap at the time, so when they reline for the restart, which is coming at about a half a lap or so, they'll still be running along there at about the 15th position still on the lead lap. Mike Bliss also playing some strategy out. They came down the pit lane and emptied a full can of fuel into his machine. Now Mike Bliss was posted two laps down. 
you didn't hear us talk too much about him. It was two laps down, but he was leading everybody uh, by at least 10 or 15 truck lengths, Joe, for about the last 10 or 15 laps. Now he is only one lap down, and they have a full tank of fuel, so some strategy yeah, playing similar, out there. Similar situation to what Miller did, except Miller is on the lead lap. Uh, he couldn't gain a whole lot. Mike Bliss couldn't, but he certainly uh, had a, a chance to, to maybe take a, a shot at doing something a little unusual, making uh, the adjustments that could help him to maybe gain back those two laps and be a contender with the good ways to go here this afternoon. We are at lap 108 of 167, getting ready to go back under the green flag. Jack Sprague is the race leader. Kenny Irwin, Joe Rutman, Chuck Bowne, and Mike Skinner. They've been battling all day for the top five positions. This will be a double file restart with Rich Bickle down on the inside, Jimmy Hensley, and Mike Bliss all there as they come down to the line. Green is out. Jack Sprague gets back down to business, hits the gas. Now here's Mike Bliss diving down to the inside of the racetrack, trying to get around the leaders and get one lap back. He'll pick up a few positions and shuffle back in line, but now the battle is for the second position in turn two. Yeah, Rich Bickle, the lap truck has got up underneath Kenny Irwin Jr. coming into turn number two. Bickle now separates the front two as now Irwin tries to get back around Bickle on the backstretch. Irwin will dive to the inside, trying to close in on your leader, Jack Sprague. They head into turn number three. It's still going to be Sprague leading the way with Bickle stuck up on the outside now. He's got Joe Rutman to his inside. Rich Bickle now running two laps down from the race leader, but he, like Mike Bliss, trying to get back up to the traffic and gain at least one of those laps back. Here comes Jack Sprague roaring off turn four down to the start-finish line to complete lap 110. Kenny Irwin right with him. Now the race for third going to turn one. Joe Rutman opens up the inside lane, trying to get around the lap truck of Rich Bickle, stacking up from there on back. Mike Skinner gets around Chuck Bound. He'll grab that spot. Now trouble up in turn number one. Barry Bodine makes contact with the outside wall. He makes hard contact coming into the turn. Everybody dives to his inside, but the right side of his white truck all used up as he exits turn two. A couple of guys have had problems coming up off turn number one this afternoon, Mike. We talked about the reconfiguration of the racetrack, how the drivers were going in low in the corner, letting the truck sweep out. And again, a case of sweeping out a little bit too far there. It's not good sweeping here at Homestead, especially in the outside lane. And the outside lane coming into turn one is not where you want to be. Barry Bodine had to find that out the hard way. He got shuffled up out of the inside groove and ran out of racetrack. He found the teal-colored wall and hit him. Right on the outside door panel, he was able to drive away, but the track, uh, or I should say the uh, the truck is tracking now, uh, rather in an askew fashion as he now motors away, but there's a lot of work to be done to his truck. He smashed the right side of the truck. He does hit the pit lane, which uh, you enter on the back straightaway, so Barry Bodine taking the slow ride on the pit road, 55 miles an hour the pit speed as he comes back around to the attention of his crew. But the caution out for the eighth time, and just as quickly as it came out, now the one-to-go signal as Barry Bodine takes his truck behind the wall. That will be the eighth caution period here this afternoon. We have 12 trucks out of the race, and we have had five lead changes among four drivers so far here in the Homestead Motorsports Complex for the Florida Florida Dodge Dealers 400. Coming up just after this uh, race concludes, our sister network, MRN Radio, will host the NASCAR Bush Series at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The Las Vegas 300 MRN Radio airtime will be 345 Eastern as Jack Sprague pulls the field down into turn number three, and we get set for the restart on lap number 112. This is going to be a big break for Mike Bliss. Again, two laps down, but this time he is the front truck on that lap down line down the inside, so he'll have a better shot and maybe regaining one of those laps coming back around and joining the front 17 trucks that are now posted on the lead lap. 111 laps are complete. Jack Sprague, the race leader, brings it up through the gearbox down to the start-finish line as he takes the jump about two truck lengths now over Kenny 
Irwin. Joe Ruppin, the man on the move. He sneaks to the inside of Irwin. This is the race for third. Sweeps in and gets the spot now as Jack Sprague and Mike Bliss make contact. Bliss is trying to get back on the lead lap. Bliss got around Sprague momentarily. Sprague almost pushing Bliss through turn number one. Now we'll try to sweep down to the inside off turn two. Sprague takes a peek to the inside of Mike Bliss. Now he'll pull right up behind the Ford of Mike Bliss for now. It's Jack Sprague leading the way. Joe Rutman holds down the third spot, but they're going at it with Mike Skinner. Now off the pace is Joe Rutman. Rutman dives down to the inside of the racetrack. Everybody screams by. He's able to make it to the pit lane, and that was very, very close. He almost missed it. Coming to the line, here's Jack Sprague. The caution does not come out. Rutman not laying anything down on the racetrack as far as we can tell. He'll roll down the pit lane as the leaders roll off to turn one. Jack Sprague gets around the lap truck of Mike Bliss. Now it's Rich Bickle's turn to try to get around and get a lap back from Sprague. Bickle down low. Sprague up high. Bickle now gets the preferred lane, but Sprague tries to rally back on the outside. Sprague on the outside. He'll lead the way. Then it's going to be Kenny Irwin. He holds down the second spot as they whisk their way into turn number three. Kenny Irwin separated by two lap trucks. Then it's Mike Skinner, Dave Resendez, and a truck we haven't talked much about, Ron Hornaday. Mike Bliss again got one of the laps back, then lost it just as quickly as Jack Sprague came back around him. Rich Bickle also in the mix trying to get the position. That race continues. Bickle's pushing Bliss down the front straightaway, and here's Bliss going after Jack Sprague again in turn one. Here's Bliss down on the inside lane. Now Sprague washes wide. Bliss is there. His Ford almost making contact with Sprague Chevrolet in turn number two. Sprague again gets wide. Now Sprague gets sideways. Bliss gets together with Sprague. They all sort it out. What a close call here in turn two. A great job for Mike Skinner. Completely sideways as was Jack Sprague at the exit of turn number two. They're still dicing. Now Mike Bliss gets turned around by Chuck Bound. Bound scatters to the inside. Bliss to the outside and barely touches the teal colored wall in turn three. A scary moment for Mike Bliss as everybody scrambled to the inside of his machine as they come across the start finish line. We have a new leader. Kenny Irwin Jr. will take the lead for the sixth time. He'll become the sixth different leader. I should say this afternoon as Mike Bliss now scampers off turn number three. The caution doesn't come out. We stay green, but Mike Bliss has lost a lot of ground. The leaders are in turn two. Here they come now off the back stretch. Now Rich Bickle out in front of race leader Kenny Irwin Jr. as they head to three. And it stays right in the tire tracks of Rich Bickle. Kenny Irwin does. He leads the way. Jack Sprague in second. Mike Skinner third. Fourth is Chuck Brown. Then it's Ron Hornaday and Dave Resendez. Rich Bickle again has gained one of those laps down. At least he will when he crosses the start-finish line. If he can keep his truck out in front of race leader Kenny Irwin. And he will. So now Bickle just one lap down to the race leaders. And the race leaders, they've got their own battle going on in turn one. Rooting and gouging and pushing and shoving. Coming into turn number one. Jack Sprague takes the fender to Kenny Irwin Jr now drops down low. Kenny Irwin had to give up the inside lane. Sprague moves underneath and retakes the lead off turn two. It's a classic Chevy Ford battle. This time it's Chevrolet. They take the lead down the back stretch. Jack Sprague looking for shelter to the inside of Bickle. Couldn't get there. So now Kenny Irwin and Mike Skinner running second and third. Jack Sprague trying to put Rich Bickle down one more lap as they race into turn number four. They'll come off the corner. Rich Bickle is strong. He gets a good jump off the turn. They'll cross the start finish line and post 117 laps up on the scoreboard. So the lead changes hands again as Jack Sprague takes it over, but he's got company in turn one. In the form of Kenny Irwin Jr. and from out of nowhere, Mike Skinner now up there almost pushing Kenny Irwin Jr. from the third spot. Front three trucks, single file, directly behind the lap truck of Rich Bickle. They still stay single file off turn two. Now Mike Skinner looks to the inside, as does Kenny Irwin. Irwin snakes down just to block Mike Skinner. They'll stay single file for now. 
Working off turn number three on the short shoot. Now headed to turn four against Sprague. Putting the pressure on Rich Bickle, knowing he could be a threat in the closing laps here this afternoon. Sprague peeks to the inside, but he really can't get out of line. Kenny Irwin right behind him, also trying to make a move. And they've got plenty of company. Mike Skinner is there, and Chuck Bound now closing in from fourth. Fast and furious coming back into turn one. Jack Sprague opens the inside lane, gets around Rich Bickle, putting him down another lap. Now the challenge for second. Mike Skinner gets underneath Kenny Irwin Jr. He'll grab the spot. Now here's Irwin looking back to the inside of Skinner off two. Irwin's looking to the inside. Chuck Bound moves up in the battle for the third spot. He's on the outside, and he'll move by Kenny or Irwin. He'll pick up the third spot, so Irwin will settle for fourth for now. Mike Skinner started 18th here today, and now he rides second as Jack Sprague comes off the corner. Sprague leads Kenny Irwin Jr. second with Mike Skinner third, Chuck Bound fourth, and Ron Hornaday fifth here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. For a moment, it was too wide. It became three wide and nearly four wide, racing for the lead. Coming down a complete lap 123, Mike Skinner's going to come across the line as the new leader. Jack Sprague rides in second. Chuck Bound is third. Kenny Urban fourth. And we had to catch our breath a few moments, Mike Bagley. They really stacked him up in the last lap in front of you. I'm telling you, keep on. I'm going to need some oxygen. <laughs> Mike Skinner now leading the way off turn two. While all that shuffling was going on, it allowed Rich Bickle to move around the race leader and get one of his laps back. So now it's going to be Mike Skinner leading the way. Jack Sprague in second. Chuck Bound third. Kenny Irwin now holds down the fourth spot. Hornaday is fifth. And Smoke coming off the right front. Now Sprague loose off in turn three. Jack Sprague loses some rubber off his tire as Dave Resendez runs over it over in the short shoot. So down the pit lane comes Jack Sprague. This all happening on lap number 123 as Mike Skinner scampers away off to the first corner. And Jack Sprague now limps slowly down the pit lane. The caution flag is out. That for debris flying off the right front of Jack Sprague's machine on the entrance of turn number four. Let's go back out to turn three. Jack Sprague at the entrance to turn number three shredded a tire. Did a great job keeping the truck out of the wall as he had three trucks scattering to the inside. But Jack Sprague lost a, a piece of rubber off his tire and headed down pit road. That was a big chunk of rubber that came rolling off that tire. Also, when he came off the corner, he got a little bit out of the groove, and suddenly we saw a piece of rubber flying up in the air, and Sprague now off the pace, coming down along the pit road. They make the change. They make the tire change now, pop in some more fuel. Now, this could play into his advantage because none of the rest of the guys have pitted yet. They haven't had to come in and, uh, and refuel as of yet, although they're looking at the window closing in quickly. We figured about 134 or so. We're at lap 124 now, so this, uh, it looks like maybe a setback for Sprague could play out to really be in his favor. Well, and the caution flag coming out at the same time really helped him out quite a bit. Had he have dove down the pit lane with no caution, he would have been in some serious trouble. This also played well for Rich Bickle, who was two laps down. Now he should be posted only one lap down. He had moved out in front of the leaders by uh, some five or six truck lengths. Let's check down on pit road. Well, we've got uh, Barry Bodine here. Barry, a tough uh, incident for you. What happened out there? Uh, just on the restart, you know, it had still had some buildup on the tires, and going into one, it, I got it outside, you know, on the outside of some guy, and got in a little too hard, and didn't bring it down quite soon enough, and got in loose stuff, and just couldn't recover. But you're okay. Oh yeah, I'm fine. Uh, that's Barry Bodine. He tagged all four sides of that 07 Ford of Jeff Bodine, but he's uh, none the worse for wear. All right, that gives us 14 trucks now behind the wall. And, boy, they're falling out like flies here in the last few laps. 38 started here this afternoon. And uh, so that leaves us only, uh, what, uh, 25 uh, remaining on the field. Those uh, falling out, in addition to Barry Bodine, recently Michael Dockin had a problem early on. Uh, Bob Keselowski, Brian Cunningham, Tony Raines, and Boris said in the last 10 laps or so. Here now, the trucks coming down the pit lane, taking advantage of this caution for their refueling. 
Falling down on the pit lane, single file, working back to their pit stalls. Again, we figured they would wait uh, for a green flag opportunity, but maybe everybody thinking maybe now's the time to do it. First one in, the race leader, Mike Skinner. Let's go to his pit. Well, Mike Skinner's crew goes over the wall. They get the Lumore Chevrolet all filled with fuel. The first can of Unical going in, the second can going in now problem that they have is that side of the truck is damaged. There is some damage on the right left side of Mike Skinner's truck. He's off and underway. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery. Ron Hornaday has stopped for a two-can fuel stop, as has Kenny Irwin Jr. They'll also tape up the front of Irwin's truck. It was damaged in an altercation earlier. Both those trucks are away. Toby Butler is now in. This truck is all bashed in. Tire marks all over it. John Nemechek is in and out. It's a pretty much a routine deal down here, but as you guys mentioned earlier, the big deal might be Jack Sprague. He came in, that left rear tire was shredded. They filled it up with fuel. They did not come in this time, so they uh, have a one-lap advantage. I guess they'll be at the head of the pack. Okay, so Jack Sprague actually falls in line. The third truck in line, there's a couple of lap trucks between himself and Jay Sauter, who should inherit the lead at this point. But now Sauter did not come in, so he's going to have to make his stop as well at some point in the final laps of the race. So that will shuffle back around, and Sprague should inherit the lead at that time. Lap 126 of 167 on the scoreboard this afternoon. Boy, we've had a, a little mix of everything going on here today in the third race of the year. Yeah, we've had some rookies doing extremely well. We've had some drivers that you would expect to do well do well, and some drivers that we thought would do well today not do so well. So it has been kind of a mixed bag here. The good news for Jack Sprague is, as we look at the scoring monitor now, he is posted on the lead lap. So all of this playing out extremely well for Jack Sprague. Uh, that incident up in turn three just a few moments ago where he shredded a tire and came down the pit lane could have put him one lap down. Jack Sprague was one of the drivers that uh, certainly we had picked to be one of the favorites here today. He has just about dominated the super speedway so far in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series moves on to Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona on Sunday, April 24th. Uh, It's Sunday, April 20th, I should say. The NASCAR Truck Network will have live coverage beginning at 345 Eastern. The ticket office is open right now and at these upcoming events. On May 3rd, the series moves to Portland Speedway in Portland, Oregon for the Craftsman 200. On May 10th, up to Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington for the Napa Card 200. May 24th, the series swings over to I-70 Speedway in Odessa, Missouri for the Western Auto 200. The New Hampshire International Speedway in Loudoun, New Hampshire will host the Pennzoil 200 on May 31st. On June 6th, it's down to the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas for the Fort Worth 400 on June 21st. Back up to Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee for the Coca-Cola 200. And on June 29th, up to the Nazareth Speedway in Nazareth, Pennsylvania for the Nazareth 200. Should be an interesting restart here. You've got uh, Rich Bickle and Mike Bliss, who are both now just one lap down from the race leaders. On the lead lap are 16 trucks. Jay Sauter is the race leader. Dan Press is second. Jack Sprague now third. Mike Skinner is fourth. Kelly Denton is fifth. Six through ten, Ron Hornaday, Kenny Irwin, Chuck Bound, Rick Corelli, and Butch Miller. Then you've got John Nemechek, Lance Norick, Mike Cope, Toby Butler, Tammy Joe Kirk, and Dave Resendiz. Those are the 16 trucks on the lead lap as we get ready to go back under the green flag. Here they come down to the line. Coming across the start-finish line. Green flag is out. There's Jay Sauter getting his machine out front. Mike Bliss also there as well, trying to get a lap back. They will race off into the first turn. 
Mike Bliss now does go around Sauter. He will get his lap back. Now Rich Bickle's on the move. He'll dive down to the inside of Sauter. He'll try to get his lap back. Now here's Dan Press from second. He now goes three wide on the back straightaway. Dan Press looks to the inside of Rich Bickle, trying to pick up that top spot. He's all the way to the inside of the racetrack. It's Rich Bickle in the middle with the Jay Sauter machine on the outside. Dan Press will be your new leader as Bickle on the inside. Now Kelly Denton off the pace and smoking in three. Dan Press shows the way. He picks up the lead from Jay Sauter going back into the turn. Jack Sprague had a problem on the restart. He is well off the pace. Also, Kelly Denton falls back as everybody streams by him. Up front, a great run for the lead off turn one. Rich Bickle now trying to get one of his laps back. Now Dan Press slips. He slips in time in front of the entire field. Does not spin, but now he gets up in the outside lane. Jay Sauter will get the lead. Rich Bickle gets a lap back. Now here's Ron Hornaday challenging for the lead off turn two. Hornaday all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. Halfway down the back stretch into turn number three. Your leader is still going to be Jay Sauter, followed by Mike Skinner and Ron Hornaday, followed by Kenny Irwin and Rick Corelli. Jay Sauter started 33rd here this afternoon and now leads the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 as he comes across the start finish line. 130 laps will be posted up on the scoreboard. Let's check down on Pit Road. Well, one of the people, Jay Sauter, who is leading the Dodge Dealers 400, they asked when he was going to pit. Robert Parker, the engine builder for the truck, said, we're not pitting. We came in on lap 107. We can go the rest Trouble of the way. Trouble up in turn number two. Dan Press hard into the outside wall. Everybody has to dive underneath as now Press, his right side of his truck flattened. The, uh, the bed now, the flap of metal over the bed, peeled back as Dan Press slams into the outside wall off turn one. Dan Press having a great run this afternoon, had picked off the lead just a couple of laps ago from Jay Sauter, slipped over in turn two, lost the lead, and now bounces off the outside retaining wall. We remain under the green flag as Press tries to limp back around. Now again, Mike Bliss has got back on the tail end of the lead lap. The race for the lead, though, it's kind of gone away a bit. Jay Sauter has uh, reestablished the top spot with Skinner behind him, Ron Hornaday, third, fourth, Kenny Irwin, and fifth, Chuck Bound. We've completed 131 laps of 167. 135 of 167 laps are complete here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. Welcome back to our live coverage this afternoon of the Dodge Dealers 400. An exciting day so far and still a good ways to go here in the third race of the year for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The NASCAR Truck Network has it for you live as we do all the races throughout the course of the year. Joe Moore and Fred Armstrong upstairs here covering the action for you with turn reporting today from Mike Bagley and Mark Potter down along the pit lane, Larry Neston and Gary Montgomery. We've all been busy so far, but looks like uh, the best is yet to come, Fred. Well, so far we've had 11 different lead changes among eight drivers, only nine caution periods, and so far 15 trucks are out of this event. But the spirited battles, Joe, have been up front. We've had a lot of lead changes here today, a lot of good trucks. Certainly so. Uh, Dan Press took a shot at the lead, not very long, then later hit the wall. Jay Sauter came back and reestablished the top spot. Now Mike Skinner, who last year drove the truck that uh, Sauter is driving this year. Skinner made the pass by, and now he is the race leader, becoming the, let's see, that'll be the eighth different uh, leader so far today, and a total of 11 lead changes here this afternoon of the Dodge Dealers 400. The folks here at uh, the Homestead Motorsports Complex know when the trucks come into town, it's going to be an exciting race. Yeah, it's been a good race today also for Chuck Bown. Uh, Chuck Bown was the NASCAR, uh, I should say, the NASCAR Bush Series champion back in 1990. And after a crash, he had a, about two or three years of, uh, well, I guess I should say some part-time work. I was talking to Chuck yesterday, and I asked him, uh, how does it feel to get back in a full-time ride? Yeah, it's a lot of fun racing full-time with a strong team and thinking about points, thinking about a championship, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's what it's all about, and I've done that many years throughout my career, but 
in recent times I've had a couple years that I didn't have that opportunity and I really missed it. It's just nice to look at a schedule, know when you're going, where you're going, and who you're going with, you know, and uh, you know, with the help of Exide Batteries and driving for an organization like Roush Racing, uh, I've been having a blast. We've only been the two, but I'm looking forward to each and every one as, as much as any guy here, I promise you. This is his third race of the year, and I asked him to assess his season so far. Really haven't done anything spectacular by any means. I had a 12th and a 9th, and, you know, that's just surviving, staying out of trouble, learning. Uh, you know, I want to get more competitive than that. I'd like to have a chance to win one. I think that's coming in the future. The question is, is how long? Is it next week or a month or whatever? But in the meantime, I just want to hang in there as we learn, as we build as a team, and, and try to accumulate as many points as we can so that we don't get too far behind when the season starts winding down. That's the main thing right now. Riding along in the fifth position right now, Chuck Bound doing a great job here this afternoon. Well, still working under the green flag at lap 139. The story, I guess, is going to be told by pit strategy. We told you coming into the race today, things had changed completely. Today being the first time ever for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, they did the green flag pit stops. Only for fuel, but yet it still results in changes. And it's certainly going to play out here towards the end, the way things are looking now, like it uh, will determine the winner of this race. Larry Nassin, it's a pretty interesting strategy being played out on pit road by some of the contenders here. Well, I think that's very true, Joe. If they continue to use this type of pit stops uh, during the races, it's going to change the complexity of the NASCAR Crafts and Truck Series. Robert Parker, the engine builder for the GM Gunner and Chevrolet of Jay Sauter, is the one actually figuring out a mileage. He said they only used 15 gallons of gas at the break, so when the yellow came out, lap 107, they went ahead and pitted. And the same thing's happening all the way down pit row. It's the engine builders that are as much a part of this game right now as the crew chiefs. And it seems like the guys who came in right after the yellow at their first opportunity are good to go for at least 60 laps. This could change the whole outlook of the race. 140 laps are up on the scoreboard. 167 make up the distance. 27 to go. 26 when they cross the line right now. Let's give you the rundown. Mike Skinner is your leader. Jay Sauter is second. Kenny Irwin Jr. third. Chuck Bown is fourth with Ron Hornaday Jr. rounding off the top five. Rick Corelli having a good run today. He's sixth. Seventh is Jack Sprague. Toby Butler is eighth. Ninth, Butch Miller. And tenth is Dave Rosendes. Eleventh is John Nemechek. Twelfth is Mike Cope. All these on the lead lap. Thirteenth is Lance Norick. Mike Bliss is 14th and posted 15th is Rich Bickle. Tony Roper is 16th, 17th Jimmy Hensley, Dan Press is 18th, Doug George 19th with Kenny Allen posted 20th, 21st is Rob Rizzo, 22nd Tammy Joe Kirk, 23rd is Rick Crawford, Kelly Denton is 24th, Randy McDonald 25th, 26th is Joe Rutman, 27th is Jeff Bodine. We start to get into some of the attrition here. 28th, Bob Keselowski. He is out of the event. All these uh, trucks we're about to mention are out. 29th is Brian Cunningham. 30th, Tony Raines. Brian Reffner, 31st. 32nd is Boris Said. Curtis Markham is 33rd. 34th, Stacy Compton. Michael Dawkin, 35th. 36th, Dennis Setzer. David Smith, 37th. And 38th, first out was Lonnie Rush. We talked a lot a little while ago about a couple of guys trying to get back on the lead lap. Rich Bickle, he was unsuccessful in getting back on the lead lap. He now is one lap down from the race leaders and buried back in traffic while Mike Bliss did successfully get back on the lead lap. Remember, he lost three laps at one time, so he's been working hard all day. He's on the tail end of the lead lap, some four seconds ahead of race leader Mike Skinner. So a couple of cautions could certainly play into Mike Bliss's plans here today. He's posted in the 14th position. There's time left 
he could possibly come back. Up front, though, Skinner's not getting a whole lot of relief. Jay Saunders right on his tail as he exit turn two and hit the back straightaway. Down the back straightaway, Mike Skinner. Throw it up at turn number one. John Demonchak hard at the outside wall. He slams hard, spins it around, and slams the driver's side into the wall. His truck now has come to rest at the exit of turn number one as fluid now pours out from underneath his white Chevrolet. Caution being the last thing a lot of guys wanted to see, but the very best thing Mike Bliss wanted to see. Now, as we told you, he can come all the way back around and fall in at the tail of those lead lap trucks. And suddenly, again, Mike Bliss is a contender. But the caution flag is out for the 10th time this afternoon as John Nemechek, who as well was having a good run, posted in the 11th position when that occurred over in turn one. Let's go back to Mike Bagley. John's truck came in at turn number one. The back end snapped around. He slammed hard at the outside wall with the driver's side. The truck spun around one time, came to rest at the high side of the exit of turn number one. Just as uh, turn number one feeds into the short straightaway, the safety crews are on the scene now. Fluid pouring out from underneath of his vehicle as the trucks on the lead lap and even the lap trucks have slowed down trying to get by the wreckage there in turn one. Cleanup activities kick off on the exit of the first corner as John Nemechek shots into the, shot into the wall very hard and you can see a lot of fluid running down to the middle of the racetrack. They're just now getting out onto the scene. The safety crews are there and they're beginning to put the speedy dry out. But Joe, you could see a lot of jubilation down uh, pit side in the Mike Bliss pit. You saw some of the members of the crew members getting up on the wall. They saw the caution flag come out and there was a lot of jumping around and high-fiving down there. They certainly have worked hard to get Mike Bliss back out onto the lead lap. Mike Skinner leads. Jay Sauter is second. Kenny Irwin Jr. third. Chuck Bound fourth and Jack Sprague fifth in the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. Back at the Homestead Motorsports Complex, where we're under caution for the 10th time this afternoon, let's go back out to Mike Bagley. One of the things here at Homestead is when you get up out of the inside groove coming into turn number one, the truck doesn't take long to get away from you and make contact with the outside wall. That's what we saw with John Nemechek. He came into turn number one, the truck snapped around on him, and he plowed hard into the outside wall, driver's side into the wall. Right now, safety crews on the scene tending to him. Um... They've got uh, ambulances, wreckers, also safety crews putting down Speedy Dry as a lot of fluid now has come out from underneath of the John Nemechek truck here in turn one. All right, so we continue to work the caution while cleanup and safety crews work there in turn number one. Again, that has been the site of most of the problems here so far this afternoon. We told you the first of the broadcast how they had uh, reconfigured the corners here. This track, when it was first built some two and a half years ago, was sort of squared off, similar to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And uh, after talking with the drivers uh, from the NASCAR Bush Series and, and NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. They kind of wanted to round it off a little more, so they did that. They added 24 feet, making it a total of 89 feet in width going into the corners. That way, the drivers could go in a little bit deeper, keep up their speed, let the truck come up wide off the corner, and then set sail for a good bite over in turn two. But the result, Fred, has been, uh, in many cases this afternoon, they've come up a little bit too high and got up into the outside retaining wall. I think the tricky part here this afternoon, Joe, is the fact that uh, most of the drivers say that all four corners are just a little bit different. So you, you can't get you can't come out of turn four, for example, and think that you can go into turn one the same way. So you, it's almost like uh, running a left-hand road course here this weekend. You really have to keep your as to what corner you're going in, what your entrance line is going to be, and what your exit line is going to be. And uh, Boris said, even said uh, earlier today, that uh, it reminded him of driving a left-hand road course because uh, every corner is different. You have to keep your head about you and know just which corner you're going into. 
It's kind of described to me as being a go, slow, go, slow type mechanism going into the corners. You had to slow down, then speed up, then slow down and speed up. Now, tomorrow morning, after this race is complete, and uh, later today, the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series also running a 50-lap race here. But tomorrow morning, crews are going to work, taking that wall down, moving out the asphalt, making a complete oval out of this facility in hopes of uh, one day attracting the NASCAR Winston Cup Series here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. Uh, in only their two and a half years of existence, they've certainly produced a first-class facility and uh, willing to make the change. Uh, something like a $8 million investment to change this place over to what they think will be the next level so it will be perfect for NASCAR Winston Cup Racing. Right after the Florida Dodge Dealers 400, our sister network, MRN Radio, has coverage of the Las Vegas 300. That's the NASCAR Busch Series race today at Las Vegas uh, Motor Speedway in Las Vegas, Nevada. MRN Radio airtime will be 3.45 p.m. Eastern. Also coverage of the Diamond Hill 200 of the NASCAR Busch Series. That's at the Darlington Raceway. That's on Sunday, March 22nd. MRN Radio airtime there is 12.45 Eastern as well. Then the Trans-South Financial 400, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series race at the Darlington Raceway. That's Sunday, March 23rd. MRN Radio airtime, 12.45 Eastern. Cleanup crews continue working in the area of Turn 1, just at the exit of Turn 1, actually, where John Nemechek plowed into the outside retaining wall there. Let's uh, check down on Pitt Road. We told you that probably the uh, the guy who gained the most by this caution was Mike Bliss. He was down as much as three laps one time today, has gradually worked his way back to get on the tail end of the lead lap. And because of this caution now, he falls in line in the 14th position right there with the race leaders. Let's check down on Pitt Road. Uh, Barry Dodson's had an up-and-down day today. He, of course, the crew chief for Mike Bliss's team. A miscue, Larry Neston, on uh, one of the pit stops, but they've recovered. They certainly have recovered, and Barry Dotson's with me right now. Barry, boy, the, the luck of the yellow flag today. Now you're back on the lead lap, currently in the 14th spot as they got you on the scoreboard. What's the strategy now? You just kind of go to the front? Yeah, you got to. I uh, think we're 12th right now, and the strategy is how quick they get the wreck cleaned up, you know, for a good finish. We got some pretty good tires if we can get up through there. Uh, we can do it if we got enough time. That's the key. You know, I just hate the, the, the new rule got thrown on us. Uh, we didn't get to do any testing, check our mileage. Once again, that's my fault. It's new and exciting for the fans, and Mike's done a hell of a job getting those two laps back. And we might not win it, but by golly, we should have. Today's Trey's birthday, my little boy that I lost. And um, I know he hears me. He's helped us so far. Maybe he'll help us a little more. It's been a long time since anybody's been able to make up two laps on a super speedway. It has been. That's the strength of the Yates Motor and the F97 Ford and all our good sponsors, Wagner Brake, Snap-On, Valvoline, you name it. How are you coaching him during this uh, little run back to the front? Like we're going for the final four. All right. That's Barry Dotson, crew chief, on a very special day for Mr. Dotson. Again, uh, 12 trucks are on the lead lap. Bliss is posted in the 11th position now. Let's give you the run-through of those trucks that are on the lead lap. Mike Skinner, Jay Sauter is second, Kenny Irwin is third, Chuck Bown is fourth, and Jack Sprague is fifth. Sixth is Rick Corelli, seventh is Ron Hornaday, Butch Miller is posted in the eighth spot. Ninth is Toby Butler, Dave Resendiz is tenth, eleventh is Bliss, and twelfth is Lance Nork. Those the trucks now on the lead lap. Crews continue to work out in turn one where John Nemechek hit the wall. Let's check out with Mike Bagley once again. And again, safety crews still on the scene. They're tending to John Nemechek. Looks like to the passenger side of the truck. Uh, they're working with the right side of the vehicle. Crews standing on top of the truck, looking down inside, uh, being very attentive to uh, John Nemechek's needs. They're still working on him as uh, cleanup work still continues here in turn one. One driver having an outstanding season so far in 1997 is Jay Sauter coming into today's event. Sauter was third in points and only 10 points off of leader Rich Bickle. I had a chance to catch up with Jay Sauter yesterday 
yesterday, and I asked him if he was surprised if he was up there among, that he was up there among the point leaders. Yeah, yes and no. I think the team is coming together real good, and, and the more we work together, you know, the better we're going to get. Uh, you know, there's still a few bugs to be worked out. This this is a new situation, but uh, everyone is supporting me well, and everybody's working hard, and uh, I think we're going to progress. And it certainly shows on the racetrack as Jay Sauter runs second here today. The cleanup activities continue off in turn one. If you just joined us, we're under caution for the 10th time this afternoon. John Nemechek's truck breaking loose on the entrance to the first corner. He had some rather hard contact with the outside wall, and we have since been under caution here for about the last 15 minutes here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. The Florida Dodge Dealers 400 is winding down. 167 laps make up the distance here today. 149 are on the scoreboard as Mike Skinner continues to lead. Jay Sauter is second. Kenny Irwin Jr. third. Chuck Bound fourth. And Jack Sprague round off the top five. We are under a red flag here this afternoon at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. The Dodge Dealers 400 halted because of a crash over in Turn 1. John Nemechek hit the wall while running in the top 10. Just coming up off Turn 1, the truck slammed into the outside retaining wall. Safety crews and cleanup crews have been there attending to him since that time. We'll bring you the latest as we receive word. Meanwhile, the truck stopped here along the pit lane. We talked about uh, how Jack Sprague's had such an up-and-down day today. He's recently come back to the fifth position after going back to the longest uh, or at least the uh, the line of uh, lead trucks after that last pit stop. Uh, Gary Montgomery, what was the story there? Well, you may recall several cautions ago. It seems like about an hour ago, but whatever. Uh, he cut it down. A T-jack spray cut down a tire, came down, and when they replaced the tire, they fueled the truck as well. The caution came out, and so he was the first truck to make a scheduled stop. NASCAR decided that he'd come in too early, so they put it to the end of the longest lane of traffic, as you said. So he's been working his way back. He's now in five. Jay Sauter sits down along the trackside right now. He rides second up front as Mike Skinner, and uh, they are stopped along the front straightaway. We're under a red flag. That is our 11th caution uh, period of the afternoon. We won under caution at lap number 143. The uh, truck cycled around the racetrack until lap number 149, and at that time they threw the red flag. A uh, couple of activities happening down trackside right now. They have allowed the some of the crews to come out and give some water to the drivers, and that's really what's going on trackside. Let's check in uh, down trackside right now. Mike Skinner has been leading for quite some time. Let's check with him. Well, Mike Skinner, the 1995 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, finds himself in a very familiar position here at Homestead in the lead. Mike, uh, how's things going in your Lumar Window Film Chevrolet? Pretty good, Larry. We didn't need that caution right there. I was ready for this thing just to pan on out. You know, we, uh, we went out there and uh, sat down and just uh, was riding and trying to keep the tires under this Lumar Chevrolet. And uh, got my teammate right behind me there, so we got to race each other pretty clean. If we can't have it, I want him to have it. Uh, Mike, it seems to be an awful uh, action-packed race here, maybe more so than normal. What's attributing to that? <laughs> Everybody wants that 48 grand, Larry. <laughs> All right, that's the word from Mike Skinner as he sits atop the leaderboard here at the Dodge Dealers 400. And right behind uh, Mike Skinner is Jay Sauter, who uh, picks up uh, the position as driver of the Goodwrench truck this year after uh, Skinner moved on to the Winston Cup Series, driving for uh, uh, Richard Childress and scored the Bush Pole, the Daytona 500 this year. Let's uh, get a word from Jay Sauter. He's had some good finishes so far this year, a fourth and a third. Jay, right now you're running in second, trying to run down the guy that used to drive this truck. He knows all of the things it will do. He doesn't know how you can execute. Uh, what are your plans here when I get this thing back to green? We're just going to try to run Mike into the ground. You know, this GM Goodwrench Chevrolet is running stout. The guys have done a great job in adjustments and on pit strategy, and we're going to give her a run to the end. Running stout, I'll say. I forgot where it was now, 30-something or other at the start, quickly up to the top uh, 10, 20, and now, now you're uh, challenging for the lead. 
Yeah, we had kind of a bad qualifying run yesterday, but uh, I knew the truck was better than that, so did the team, and uh, we just went to work, and, and it's paid off. We're just going to give them a good run here at the end. That's the word from Jay Sauter. He rides second in that black number three. Consistency has been the name of the game here this afternoon for Rick Corelli. He had a great qualifying run, one of his best. He qualified seventh. He's currently sixth. Let's get his thoughts down trackside. Well, Rick Corelli is currently sixth. Rick's a one-time winner on the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and now sits in sixth position here at the Dodge Dealers 400. And, Rick, it's been a pretty good day for you guys. Actually, a great weekend for you. Yeah, we did good. You know, we uh, qualified the Remax Chevrolet up in seventh spot and. uh We've been having trouble a little bit with restarts. We, uh, we've been vapor-locking real bad and giving up a lot of positions. But when the t- once the truck starts running, I mean, it's pretty decent. Uh, we got up. The longer we run, the better we get. So, you know, here 20 laps to go here. Maybe we'll, uh, we got something for these guys. Maybe they'll all loosen up. You pulled up alongside uh, your Chevrolet teammate, Jack Sprague, and you guys started talking. What was uh, the topic of conversation? Well, he told me, he says, what's up with your restarts, you know? and Because uh, about right start past start-finish line, she starts dying. But, uh he told me, he says, if we can hook up together, let's go up there and see if we can give these guys some fits. And, uh, you know, uh, Jack's done it here before. And if I can hook on the back of that number 24 Chevrolet and this number 6 Chevrolet gets up there, maybe we can follow him to the front, maybe get Skinner and uh, the other ones from uh, racing. Oh, Rick Corelli, all smiles. Jack Sprague sitting across from him. And uh, pretty much the same thought. Everybody did not want to see this uh, yellow flag, but Jack Sprague is here. Jack, how was that Quaker State Chevrolet running? Well, the Quaker State Chevrolet is running awful good. We got a flat tire there. Bliss got into me and cut the tire off it. I came in the pits because I couldn't ride around on a wheel. And when I came in, the yellow came out. So I got lucky and didn't lose the lap, and they penalized me and put me into the longest line because I came in the pits. But I didn't have no tire, so I didn't have any choice. So I don't know. We should be leading this thing. That's the word from Jack Sprague, who currently sits in spot number five. As uh, Gary Montgomery explained a few moments ago, uh, he certainly rebounded uh, from that penalty. And again, uh, Sprague sits in the fifth position. Mike Skinner leads. Jay Sauter is second. You got Kenny Irwin, Chuck Bown, and uh, Sprague completing the top five, all under the red flag at this stage of the race. Uh, 149 of 167 are complete. Let's check back out with Mike Bagley in turn one. Well, John Nemechek's truck has been loaded onto a flatbed hauler. Now, now safety crews are out um, with push brooms working the speedy dry into the groove. John Nemechek's truck on the back of a, of, of a rollback heading back to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series garage area. Kenny Irwin Jr. currently rides third. Let's get his thoughts with Gary Montgomery. Well, I just asked him how he was, and he said hot. And I can tell you that a lot of perspiration on this young man's forehead. Kenny, you've had a great run here so far, uh, a short ways to go. Can you run down these Chevrolets out front? I think so. Um, we're real good on the shorter runs. It's the longer runs where we pick, start picking up a bad push. And um, You know, I, I, think, um, I think we got something for him. I really do. Uh, the Stray Vestas Ford's running real good right now. Now, this track was originally designed to look like Indianapolis. You're from Indiana. You're taking, you didn't run here last year, one of the drivers that uh, missed the deal. Uh, you've taken to this uh, like it was uh, home. I tell you, I, uh, Ralph Sanchez says he's tearing it up. Um, I don't know quite why he's tearing it up because I think it's a hell of a racetrack. He wants to make it look not like Indiana. That's Kenny Irwin. He rides third right now in the Ray Bestest Ford. Since we were talking earlier, some of the drivers like the configuration as it is, and uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. Others say, no, we need to change it, make more of a sweeping turn so we can maintain our speed going through the corners. So little uh, mixed uh, opinions on that, but the fact remains they will be changing it. Again, the crews are standing by to move, was it, 400,000 cubic yards of dirt into place to fill in the outside uh, of the racetrack on either end, building up the banking to some six degrees to make this uh, continuous oval. So there won't be the stop-and-go type motion that drivers sometimes refer to as, as road course-like here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. And the construction project, uh, they're going to be under a lot of pressure because they have to get it done by July 1st 
in order to allow the asphalt to cure for the October 8th NASCAR Busch Series test prior to the November 7 through 9 Busch Series season ending Jiffy Lube Miami 300. So uh, they're going to be working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. It's going to be a busy schedule here at the uh, Homestead Motorsports Complex to get the project finished. We're sitting under a red flag because of a crash that occurred over in Turn 1. John Nemechek hit the outside retaining wall and uh, took a while to uh, get his truck loaded up on the rollback and also to uh, to get John Nemechek over to the infield care center. We'll get a report from him in just a few moments. But we're at lap 149 of 167, and we should be back under the green flag shortly. Get to the At Federated Auto Parts, oftentimes the most valuable thing you get is what you don't pay for. Expert advice. Behind the counter of every Federated store is a parts expert, specially trained to help you with any question you have about parts or installation. Federated Gold Plated. Dedicated. Federated Auto Parts. Federated Auto Parts. Be a part of history this spring at Darlington Raceway. NASCAR's greats start into the original Turn 1 one more time before the start-finish line is changed later this year. March 21st through the 23rd, the Diamond Hill Plywood 200, the Trans-South Financial 400 at Darlington Raceway. They're going to... Sunday, April 20th, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing from the Phoenix International Raceway. Live coverage of the Chevrolet Classic 300 begins at 345 Eastern on the NASCAR Truck Network. Welcome back to the NASCAR Truck Network and our live coverage of race number three for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series this year, the Dodge Dealers 400, now under the red flag because of a caution uh, crash that occurred over in turn one. John Nemechek hit the outside retaining wall. Again, we'll have word on his condition momentarily. Indications are they will be transporting him to a local hospital. Race story, it was Joe Rutman winning the Bush Pole for the race, only his second career Bush Pole in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and bringing the total to three different Bush Pole winners in the opening three races of this 1997 season. Rutman held on to the top spot till lap 40 when Mike Bliss came by. After that, Jack Sprague took the lead on lap 51. Mike Skinner took over shortly after that during green flag pit stops. Then Bliss came back around on lap 66. Now there was a miscue in the pits when Bliss came in to refuel They didn't get enough gas in the truck, and he stalled, ran out of fuel on the back straightaway, and lost two laps to the race leaders. He has since made up those laps. He's going to be a contender before this thing is over. On with the chronology of the race today. Jack Sprague took over the top spot when Bliss faltered. That was on lap 79. Kenny Irwin took a stab at the top spot, was there for a while. Jack Sprague, also uh, Jay Sauter, Dan Press. Uh, Sauter again, uh, close to lap 120, and uh, Mike Skinner taking over the lead most recently. A total of 11 changes among seven drivers this afternoon. And again, Skinner, the man out front now as they get the command to refire the engines and hopefully get the final 18 laps underway momentarily. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series moves on to Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona on Sunday, April 20th. The NASCAR Truck Network will have live coverage beginning at 345 Eastern. The ticket office is open right now and at these upcoming events. 
on May 3rd, Portland Speedway in Portland, Oregon hosts the Craftsman 200. Then on May 10th, the series moves up to Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington for the Napa Card 200. On May 24th, I-70 Speedway in Odessa, Missouri will host the Western Auto 200. Then the series moves to New Hampshire International Speedway in Loudoun, New Hampshire for the Pennzoil 200, that on May 31st. On June 6th, the series takes a swing down to the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas for the Fort Worth 400. On June 21st, it'll move to the Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee for the Coca-Cola 200. And on June 29th, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series heads to Nazareth Speedway in Nazareth, Pennsylvania for the Nazareth 200. When the trucks come to your area, please uh, get a ticket. Come out and see some exciting racing. We see it uh, just about every weekend as we travel around the country following the circuit, and I think you'll certainly enjoy it as the folks here in South Florida have for uh, now the second uh, year in a row, second time the series has uh, visited this track. And each time, been some exciting racing. There were 11 lead changes last year, and so far 11 lead changes here today, and still we have uh, some 17 laps to go. Well, the trucks did refire, moved out, uh, beginning a pace lap. They continue the scoring now. Again, with 17 laps to go. Chuck Bound had to get a push. His truck did not uh, refire, but now he's fallen back into the tail of the lead lap. There are 12 trucks up there. Mike Skinner, the race leader. Jay Sauter runs second. Kenny Urban Jr. is third. Ron Hornaday, the defending series champ, is in the fourth position with Rick Corelli in fifth. Jack Sprague is posted sixth now with Butch Miller in seventh. Toby Butler is eighth. Dave Resendez is ninth. And tenth is Mike Bliss with Lance Norick on the lead lap in the 11th spot. And Chuck Bound in the 12th position, also in the lead lap. One lap down now is Tony Roper. He's 13th. Rich Bickle is 14th, also one lap down. Jimmy Hensley a lap down in the 15th spot. 16th, two laps down is Dan Press after he hit the wall over in turn two. Three laps down is Doug George. He's 17th. Kenny Allen is 18th. Rob Rizzo is 19th. John Nemechek, who hit the wall, was posted 20th when that occurred. The trucks out of the race at this stage. Lonnie Rush, Michael Dockin, David Smith, Dennis Setzer, Stacey Compton, Randy McDonald, Curtis Markham, Brian Reffner, Boris Said, Tony Raines is out as is Brian Cunningham, Bob Keselowski, Michael Dockin, Barry Bodine, Kelly Denton, and Mike Cope. NASCAR action on the West Coast winds up next weekend for a NASCAR doubleheader at the Altamont Raceway Park in Tracy, California. First, the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour. That's on Sunday, March 23rd. Race time, 12 o'clock p.m. That is uh, Pacific time. And then immediately following on Sunday, the NASCAR Winston West Series, the Altamont 200. That again at Altamont Raceway Park in Tracy, California. Goody's Dash Series ran here at Homestead Motorsports Complex yesterday. Robert Huffman got the win in that race over Dave Stacy, Jake Hobgood, Shane Jenkins, and Mickey York. Later today, when our NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race is over, the NASCAR Slim Jim All Pro Series will run a 50-lap race. Hank Parker Jr. is on the pole for that one with Charles Powell III starting second, John Crow, Bobby Hamilton Jr., and Nipper Alsop, the top five for the NASCAR Slim Jim Series that uh, race beginning their season for 1997. It'll start right here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. We're about ready to go back under the green flag as the field is now forming up behind the pace truck in turn four. 167 laps make up the 400 kilometers here today at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. We have 151 laps up on the scoreboard, and we are set to get back down to green. Mike Skinner shows the way with Jay Sauter second, Kenny Irwin Jr. third, Chuck Bound fourth, and Jack Sprague fifth. The green flag comes out as they race across the start-finish line. 
Mike Skinner jumps out in front to lead the way into turn one. 15 laps to go with Jay Sauter right on his heels in turn one. Front two have cleared the lap traffic. Rich Bickle now the lap truck falling in third in place on the racetrack. Mike Skinner leads the way. Jay Sauter second. Now here's Kenny Irwin Jr. trying to get around the lap truck of Rich Bickle off turn two. They'll snake their way down to the inside of the racetrack. It's still going to be Mike Skinner leading the way. Rich Bickle now trying to pull alongside. Kenny Irwin right behind him with Jack Sprague. Now it's wheel to wheel with Chuck Bound and Ron Hornaday. Hornaday slips up up the racetrack and gets into the side of Bound. Ron Hornaday will be bypassed on the inside. Rick Corelli gets by. One other truck scoots down to the inside of the racetrack and will put Hornaday one position back as they race across the start-finish line. Now, here comes Mike Bliss. He rumbles down to the inside of the racetrack. He will flank Dave Resendez in a battle in one. Yeah, going three wide. Coming into turn number one. He gets to the inside of Dave Resendez to the inside of Hornaday. Now Bliss washes out in the corner. Now Dave Resendez opens the inside lane. Tries to rally up underneath us. There's a challenge for the lead on the backstretch. Down the backstretch, Jay Sauter takes a peek to the inside of Mike Skinner. At the entrance to turn number three, Skinner will slam the door on Jay Sauter. Now Skinner washes up the track a little bit. Here comes Sauter to the inside. Jack Sprague looking for position. Sauter on the attack again. He's got the inside lane covered in turn four. Up alongside Mike Skinner. Down to the inside, Jack Sprague trying to get a piece of this. And Kenny Irwin now pops out of nowhere. He's going for the lead. Has a fender out in front in turn one. Ford and Chevy side by side. Kenny Irwin's Ford down to the inside of Skinner Chevrolet. Irwin will take the lead and he'll bring Jack Sprague with him. Sprague down low. He gets underneath Skinner. As now Kenny Irwin Jr. leads the way off turn two and onto the backstretch. Jack Sprague, a strong truck though, takes a peek to the inside of Kenny Irwin. Now Mike Skinner also trying to find his way. He gets to the inside of Jack Sprague at the entrance to three. And Skinner rockets his way back into the second spot. The battle is for a second there as Mike Skinner swings around Jack Sprague, grabs the position away. Meanwhile, Kenny Irwin Jr. now rides out about 10 truck lengths in front of the rest of the field, but now the battle for second shakes up. Jack Sprague will not be denied. He swings to the inside of Mike Skinner as they rumble off to turn one. Side by side, two Chevrolets fighting it out for the second spot. Sprague opens the inside lane, gets up alongside Skinner. Now Skinner comes back to the inside. Skinner charging down to the inside of Sprague. He'll get the spot. Now Sprague comes back to his inside. They're two by two off turn two. Halfway down the back stretch, they're chasing the multicolored Ford of Kenny Irwin. Now Sprague has the second spot. Skinner trying to hold off into the third. Chuck down right there with Jay Sauter. I'll tell you what, Kenny Irwin is checked out here. He's got 10 truck links on this tremendous battle for the second spot. Jack Sprague has it coming into the corner. Mike Skinner dives to the inside of the track. He'll pick off the spot, but Sprague's coming back. Back up alongside, this time on the inside lane. Jack Sprague and Mike Skinner side by side, marching off into turn one. Sprague with the advantage. Now trouble. Sauter spins around. Hard into the outside wall. Goes one truck as now Sauter backs his truck into the wall. It's Toby Butler and Jay Sauter getting together, coming into turn number one. Sauter now with driver's side against the outside wall. Toby Butler with a hard hit on the passenger side of his truck. Both trucks now come to rest in turn one. The caution comes out for the 12th time this afternoon on lap number 156 as Jay Sauter and Toby Butler both spin and slam the outside wall. Let's go out back out to turn two. Looks like there was some contact there. They were racing for position coming back into turn one. All of a sudden, Sauter's truck just spun around. So did Butler's. They slammed into the wall. Jay Sauter, driver's side up against the outside 
outside wall right now. Toby Butler's truck has drifted down the banking after making hard contact. He nailed the wall coming into turn number one with the passenger side of his truck. Safety crews on hand now, tending to both Jay Sauter and Toby Butler. Jay Sauter, another one of the drivers who's had a real up-and-down day today. Several started way back at the rear of the pack, worked their way up to the front of the field, only to become involved in a situation like this. Sauter, the most recent, as he looks like will be done for the day, up nearly in the same spot where John Nemechek and about three or four others have had problems today. Yeah, Jay Sauter was down on the inside of the racetrack. Actually, Butler was on his outside, and it, it appears to us that uh, Toby Butler was trying to avoid Sauter and was uh, scooted up to the outside of the racetrack and slammed the outside wall pretty hard. As a matter of fact, both drivers had some pretty hard contact. It all started when they got down perhaps a little bit too low on the inside of the racetrack and made contact with the yellow berm that lines the inside of the track and separates the asphalt from the grass. Let's check back out on turn two. Well, the window net is down on Toby Butler's truck. Now safety crews working on Jay Sauter. His truck is still up against the outside wall. Right now safety dry now being applied down as safety crews working to Jay Sauter's black Chevrolet here in turn one. Sauter was running in the top five. Toby Butler was in the top ten at the time the crash occurred. Once again, the recipient of the caution is going to be Mike Bliss. On the restart, he really didn't come up to speed and hadn't picked off that many positions, got trapped behind some of the lap traffic, but now because of this, Mike Bliss is suddenly in the fifth position, and as we said, certainly a contender for this race. So the caution flag is out. There are only ten laps to go. Kenny Irwin, Jr., the man in charge, and really strongly showing that uh, he's got a machine that can do the job here this afternoon, checking out from the rest of the field by nearly 10 truck lengths over Jack Sprague, Mike Skinner, Chuck Bound, and Mike Bliss with caution out at lap 150. Caution flag waves for the 12th time this afternoon, this most recent incident involving Jay Sauter and Toby Butler as they got together. A tremendous race going on among the front 10 or so, and uh, Sauter ended up against the outside retaining wall over in turn one at nearly the same spot that John Nemechek hit several laps ago. So the caution flag waves for the 12th time this afternoon, and the field now bunched behind the safety truck, rolling around the track as uh, one of the trucks being moved away. That looks like the Toby Butler truck being uh, pulled out of position. They're still working uh, at Jay Sauter's truck in turn one. Yeah, the good news is Toby Butler did climb from his truck under his own power. He'll take a mandatory ride into the infield care center. However, they are working on Jay Sauter, who took the hardest hit on the outside of the racetrack as his Chevrolet slammed into the wall. One truck will take advantage of this caution period to come down the pit lane. It's going to be Ron Hornaday Jr. Now he was posted in the seventh position, but right now he rolls down pit road. Let's check in there. They're checking the air pressure in the right rear tire. They bumped the spoiler up a little bit. They took a little bit of wedge out of the left side. A very, very strange move here in this waning stage of this race. He'll fall in at the end of the lead lap. Uh, I don't know how many spots that'll put him back, but uh, Hornaday apparently had a problem. He didn't think he could win. Another situation where he didn't have that much to lose uh, because on the restart, he got shuffled kind of out of the pack, got squeezed to the outside lane. I know uh, several laps ago over in turn three and lost a number of positions. So uh, obviously whatever the problem was, they can adjust and here with eight laps to go, possibly have a chance to get back in the game. Yeah, and we only have right now what would be nine trucks on the lead lap with, uh, if you take Jay Sauter out of the equation, make that ten trucks on the lead lap. Let's run them down for you. Uh, Kenny Irwin Jr., Jack Sprague is second. Mike Skinner third. Chuck Brown fourth. Mike Bliss fifth. Sixth is Rick Corelli. Ron Hornaday is seventh. Eighth is Dave Resendez. Lance Norick is ninth. 
and 10th is Butch Miller. And, of course, we will move Ron Hornaday Jr. down to the 10th spot at the restart. We're sitting here at lap number 159, 167 make up the distance. The laps are beginning to wind down here at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. The Florida Dodge Dealers 400 is just about complete. For the first time in the history of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, we've been making green flag pit stops today. Fuel strategy, those pit stops, when you make them, has uh, certainly made up the story that we're watching now play out here in the closing laps of the race. Let's check with our pit reporters and see if there's any concern among any of the teams on uh, some of the strategy they played out earlier and how that will work out as far as fuel mileage. Is anyone afraid they're going to run out of fuel? First, Larry Naston. No, the the problem is not running out of fuel. The problem is constantly stopping the trucks, for uh, obviously for the red flags. But everybody was worried about being able to keep the motors from burning up, and that's what they're addressing right now. They really can't do anything else. They can't add any more fuel. If they come in now, they'll lose too much track position. They played their hand already. Now they just have to hope they can get green and go the rest of the way. Once again, the red flag has been displayed. The trucks now lined up here on the front straightaway. Gary Montgomery, what about at your end of pit road? Well, we'll talk with John Munson, the crew chief for Ron Hornaday. They made that stop just a moment ago. John, what was the situation that brought you in, and what was the strategy? We're real loose all around. I mean, there's when we have cars or trucks around us, we're, we're loose. And there's nothing we can do without tightening it up. We want to gain some positions. I feel as if we've only given up one, two positions at the most right now, but in the last 10 laps, run so good on a short run, I think he can make it up. You made a lot of little adjustments, and now the red flag, and uh, does that cause you any concern? Not at all. I'm kind of glad we got the red I mean, I hate to see a red flag at any time, but a red flag could help us right now because we're not going to click the laps up on, uh, you know, off under caution that, uh, that we need to get those positions back. That's a word from the crew chief of the defending champion of the series, Ron Hornaday. The crew chief is John Munson. A lot of activity down in the first corner now, as again we reported just a moment ago that Toby Butler did climb from his machine. Jay Sauter is yet to, and there's quite a bit of activity around his uh, Chevrolet truck. Let's check in with Mike Bagley. Well, the good news again, Toby Butler was able to climb from his uh, Chevrolet. He's been uh, taken back to the infield care center. What the crews are doing now is they're cutting the top off of Jay Sauter's Chevrolet. Right now the crews are standing on the bed with machinery trying to get Jay out of the truck. Right now they're working on him, tending to his needs, but again, they're standing on top of the truck, the the top of the truck being cut away here in turn one. Almost an identical situation to what happened to John Nemechek several laps ago. NASCAR officials report uh, no word right now on the condition of John Nemechek. He was taken to Jackson Memorial Hospital locally for evaluation. We'll keep you posted as we hear on his condition and that of Jay Sauter. Let's uh, look back at the beginning of this uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series season. Uh, only three races old. We've seen some exciting races from the very beginning. Joe Rutman won the season opening race at Orlando this year back in January. Ron Hornaday got the win at Tucson several weeks ago. Rich Bickle is the man who leads the point standings coming into this race, but only by five points over Butch Miller. Now, Bickle, again, is not on the lead lap now and stands to lose that lead at uh, the conclusion of the race today. Jay Sauter is another five back in third. Jimmy Hensley and Kenny Irwin completing the top five. Only 68 points separates the top five. And by the way, Fred, they're running at this stage of the race with Kenny Irwin holding the lead. Jack Sprague there in second. Uh, of course, Skinner, not a player on a regular basis this year on the series, but uh, we stand to see some uh, pretty big changes in the point standings at the end of this race. Well, there have been some big changes over the last year, and if you take a look at the point standings as they were coming into this event, most of the drivers who are up top made some kind of a change, either a new team this year, a new combination, 
combination of driver and team or a combination that maybe happened last year. Rich Bickle was on top of the points. He's with a new team this year. The same thing with Butch Miller. He swapped rides uh, towards the end of last season. Jay Sauter also, he, he's third in the points. He was uh, with the brand-new team, with the GM Goodwrench team. Jimmy Hensley went over to Richard Petty's ride. He sits fourth in the points. And Kenny Irwin Jr. is fifth, and uh, he's a Centos Rookie of the Year this year. He's with a new team as well. Let's check down trackside. Well, we're with Barry Dotson right now, and, of course, uh, the flags kind of helped him out. Now, Barry, your concern, as uh, you just told me, seems to be uh, heating these motors up and cooling them off right away. It is. You know, our main concern is Jay Sauter. Uh, he might be a little hurt down there. We hope he's not. Uh, that whole race team's good, real good friends of ours. And, uh, you know, getting back to the race, we don't run out of time. We're in great shape. We made up two laps, and since the last restart, we came from 12th. To fifth, you know, I miscued a little bit in here, got greedy, wanted to win that halfway money. We've come close to doing that before, never did it. Uh, knowing we had a truck that could win and make up any mistake I made, you know, I just went out here about a, about a pint short on gas, and if we don't run out of time now, we're in good shape. And what's Mike saying to you on the radio? Uh, he's fine. It's, uh, I mean, everything's on go. We just went out there and talked a little bit, and he drank him a, a bottle of water, and uh, He's asking what everybody else is running and what we're running, and I stayed on to him about saving his tires, and he said he was saving them, and we're still running away from them. And, uh, you know, here again, it goes back to the Yates motor. When you shut these 9-to-1s off, it's hard on the valve train, running the roller cam. you got a lot, of, a lot of moving parts in there. Last year at Phoenix, we shut it off at the half, and when we cranked it up to start the second half, it was blown up. So it's not good on them to shut them off and on, but if you're going to shut one off and on, I'd just soon it be Roberts with that good old Valvoline in it. So where, where's that don't go? We just need a little break here. All right, that's the word from Barry Dotson, crew chief on the fifth-place uh position driver right now, Mike Bliss. If uh, if they don't win the race today, you might say they did win because they've overcome so much uh, making up those two laps and now being there in the hunt here in the final eight laps. Still under the red flag because of a crash in turn one. Let's check on the progress there with Mike Bagley. Safety crew still working on the Mike Bliss. Uh, actually, the Jay Sauter truck now here at turn number one. They're still standing on the bed of the machine. They have cut away the roof of Jay Sauter's truck. Now they're Bent over, tending to Jay right now, and uh, everything is still on hold here in turn number one. We were talking a few moments ago about some of the changes uh, in the driver roster coming into this race, and I guess the biggest one, which we mentioned several times today, was that of Dave Resendez, the defending uh, winner of this race here at Homestead. Made the move from Jeff Bodine last week uh, over to the Charles Hardy racing team. We spent some time in the garage yesterday talking about why that occurred. We just uh, hoping and praying for a, a sponsor over there at Jeff's, and... Uh, you know, it just it just came to a point. I mean, it was really. I mean, it's been bothering me a, a good part of the winter, and uh, you know, I've got my fourth child is on the way, and uh, you know, I think about that. Uh, you get a little older, and you start, you know, your family, uh, your aspects of living really change. So, I'm looking for a home. I'm looking for security, and and I see that with Charles Hardy. He wants to run good, and uh, you know, he's willing to spend some of his own money to do it. After a lot of success in the Northeast, of course, Dave Resendez made the move down south and uh, worked hard with the Bush Series and then moved into the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Didn't have a whole lot of success, but that win really turned things around. Here last year, he said it taught him how to win again. It really kind of taught me how to win races uh, by winning Homestead. Uh, you know, when to take care of your equipment and when you really have to charge and, and go for it. Um, so, 
you know, that has helped me win my other two races in 96. Did win a total of three races uh, here at Homestead, at Nashville, and at Sears Point last year. And Resendez is a contender today, now in the seventh position with eight laps to go under the red flag. At the Homestead Motorsports Complex this afternoon under the red flag for the second time today, this time when Jay Sauter hit the wall over in turn two, his truck now being dragged back into the garage area, and Mike Bagley, we understand they did uh, remove him from the truck there. He was raised from the truck, placed on a stretcher clad in a cervical collar. He was gingerly put into the back of the lime green ambulance, which right now has made its way down the back straightaway, going through turn four to take him to the infield care center. And we will get a report on his condition as well as the condition of John Nemechek, who crashed there several laps ago as soon as it becomes available to us. Meanwhile, we have the stage set for what could be a pretty exciting finish here. Now, the first-time winner in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, Kenny Irwin took the lead just about uh, seven laps ago from uh, Mike Skinner and Chase Sauter, and now is the man with eight laps to go as uh, they get ready to refire the engines and uh, continue this race who could pull off the win. Brad Daughtery, former uh, player for the Cleveland Cavaliers, is a part owner of the team, and uh, our Gary Montgomery is standing alongside him now. I am, and uh, without a doubt, the tallest guy on pit road, Brad. Uh, how tall are you anyway? Uh, I'm seven feet tall. Seven feet tall. That's why you were a basketball player, right? Yeah, instead of a race car driver. Your, your race car driver is doing, your race truck driver is doing an outstanding job here today. Right now, he's doing the best job of anybody. He's leading the race. But I understand that you guys went off a little community service project early in the week, and that's probably even better than all of this. Tell us about it. Yeah, we, uh, we went down to Liberty City this, this week and spent some time with the children, 380 kids, uh, talked to them a little bit about life, a little about what, bit about what to expect. Uh, hard work, determination, a little bit about character and discipline, and uh, we had a wonderful time. Uh, Ray Bestus and, and Ford Credit's been wonderful to us in helping us sponsor these programs, and uh, we just want to pass along a positive message to these inner-city kids. Do those kids uh, relate more to basketball or truck racing? Well, they all want to talk about basketball, and I, uh, we took our truck out and let them climb through the truck, and by the end of the day, we had them converted into pseudo-basketball truck racing fans. Now, you've been a fan of racing for a long, long time. I know that. Uh, you have a new owner, part owner with Jim Herrick this year. You've never had your truck leading a race before. Now it's leading in just a few laps to go. Maybe you can even win one here in a very, very short uh, stint as a truck owner. We're excited about leading the race. Uh, Kenny Irwin Jr. is doing a tremendous job. Uh, the Liberty Racing crew's done a wonderful job. Truck is, truck's got a lot of horsepower. We're coming off, off the corner pretty good. And earlier we didn't have any right rear bite. We put a little wedge in it. It's really running out. Thanks, toting the mail. You sound like you've been around this business all your life. <laughs> That's Brad Doherty. They fired the trucks. They're on their way. Got a lot to be proud of here as his uh, young driver is leading the way. And, again, a uh, big race fan for many, many years. Uh, his uh, number when he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers was 43. Chose that number because uh, of his hero in NASCAR racing, Richard Petty. You know, Kenny Irwin Jr. really is a heads-up guy. And uh, there are a lot of challenges coming into a new team. I caught up with Kenny yesterday and asked him what challenges he had to face with his new team. The biggest problem that we're having, and it's not really a problem, is the team is trying to figure out how I drive the truck and trying to get the right setup on it. Uh, the first race we were real good, and the the second race we had we had some problems. We struggled, but it's just growing pains that since the team has been here for since the inception of the truck series, they've they've got a good head start, and so they're going to bring me along that much quicker. It's when we really connect, that I think everybody's going to have a problem keeping up. Trucks are now rolling behind the safety truck, and we're looking to get the one-to-go signal when they come back down to the start-finish line. Again, we're within the final 10 laps, so it will be a single-file restart with only the lead lap trucks up at the front of the pack. And of those lead lap trucks, there are 10 now. Kenny Irwin, Jr., as we told you, the race leader now, Jack Sprague, 
runs in the second spot. Mike Skinner is third. Mike Bliss is fourth. You got Rick Corelli in fifth. Dave Rosendis in sixth. Lance Norick in seventh. Eighth, Butch Miller. And ninth, Ron Hornaday. Those the trucks on the lead lap. Continuing on down, Rich Bickle posted 11th. Twelfth is Tony Roper. Jimmy Hensley is 13th. Fourteenth is Dan Press. Rob Rizzo's truck is out there uh, in 15th position. Sixteenth is Kenny Allen. Doug George is 17th. Eighteenth is Jay Sauter. And, of course, that will change as Sauter's truck has now been removed from the racetrack. Toby Butler was posted 19th just prior to this red flag period. 20th is Rick Crawford. 21st is John Nemechek, and of course that will change as well. 22nd is Mike Cope, Tammy Joe Kirk 23rd, 24th Kelly Denton, and 25th is Randy McDonald. All of these trucks from then on back are out of the event. We have 17 retirees so far with John Nemechek, Toby Butler, and Jay Sauter, the last three. Six laps to go as we stand now. When they come to the line, they'll get the five-to-go signal as they take the green flag. And, boy, the shootout. The stage is set for a great shootout here. Jack Sprague, you've got to figure, he's got the experience back there. Sprague, Skinner, and Chuck Bound all lined up behind Kenny Irwin. And he must feel like the weight of the world is on his shoulders now to see if he can keep that truck up front and keep those guys behind him. Kenny Irwin told me he wants nothing more than a, than a win. That's, that's the main thing on his mind. He kind of characterized the difference between he and, and his team. His team, they want to they win the points championship. They want him to be consistent and be careful. Kenny, he wants to visit Victory Lane, and he's awful close right now. He's seven laps away. Been to Victory Lane many times. He was a 96 USAC National Midget Champ. Of course, has never scored in NASCAR racing. Hoping today will be the day. Here's the green flag displayed at the start-finish line as Kenny Irwin brings him down to the line. Five laps to go on the Dodge Dealers 400. They're in turn one. The Revestas Ford of Kenny Irwin Jr. leads the way coming back into turn one. Now Jack Sprague in second gets right up on the tailgate of Kenny Irwin. Irwin slips off the corner. Now coming into turn number two. He gathers it back in. One truck like the advantage for Kenny Irwin off turn two. He'll stay single file for now down the back stretch. It's Kenny Irwin leading the way. Jack Sprague holding down the second spot. One truck taking a peek to the inside. That's going to be that of Dave Resendez trying to find his way around Mike Bliss. Ron Hornaday going to work on them. his back deck lid. Jack Sprague down the back straightaway. You could see the horsepower kick in on his Chevrolet. Kenny Irwin Jr., however, got the good dive into the corner. So Sprague now moves to the inside. Irwin bobbles off turn number four. Jack Sprague would lead lap number 163 at the line, but Irwin is there in turn one. Sprague takes the lead coming back into the corner. Now Kenny Irwin Jr. in second, feeling a whole lot of pressure from Mike Skinner coming back into turn two. Sprague now stretches out his advantage. Now Mike Skinner takes a look to the inside for second off turn two. Sprague snakes his way down to the inside. Last time off at turn number four, Kenny Irwin smacked the outside retaining wall. Mike Skinner holds down third. Chuck Bound right on his rear deck lid. Jack Sprague becomes the 13th, actually the seventh different driver to take the lead this afternoon. 13 lead changes since the start, but it's not over yet. Here they come down to the line. Sprague weaves down to the inside lane. Kenny Irwin in second. Mike Skinner third. They're side by side for fourth. Mike Bliss opens the inside lane, coming into turn one, gets up underneath Chuck Bound. He'll grab the spot in turn number one. Now Bound tries to rally back. Now problems for Sprague. Sprague slips. Irwin is there. Dives down to the inside of Sprague. Ford and Chevy side by side for the lead off turn two. Ford and Chevy, Chevy stacked once again right behind them. Another Ford and Chevy battle. It's still going to be Jack Sprague, but here comes Kenny Irwin. Door handle to door handle through turn number three. It'll be Irwin by a nose. 164. Laps are up on the scoreboard. It'll be 165 when they cross the line, and Kenny Irwin Jr. and Jack Sprague are dead even for the lead off turn four. Sprague will lead at the line. Contact with Irwin as they come across the start-finish line. Five trucks vie for the lead in turn one. Side by side. They're mirror- 
mirroring each other, coming into turn one. Irvin down low, Sprague up high. Now Irwin gets the lead. Here's Skinner for second. Sprague slips, coming into turn two. Skinner's there. Now Bliss comes in. Three wide. Now four wide on turn two. There you got Mike Skinner in the middle. He's also flanked by the Chuck Bound machine and Mike Bliss. Give Mike Bliss the second spot. Chuck Bound will go third. Then it's going to be Mike Skinner and Jack Sprague. Here is Kenny Irwin showing the way as he comes down to see the white flag. Mike Bliss has made his way back up to the second spot. They're still racing hard for third and fourth. White flag out. Kenny Irwin leads by five truck links. Bliss is second. In third now, Chuck Bound single file in turn one. Here comes Kenny Irwin Jr. back into turn number one for the final time. Jack Sprague relegated all the way back to fifth. He gets into the back of Skinner. Skinner keeps it together. Now here's Sprague again. This is the battle for fifth. They make contact. That was Kenny Irwin Jr. leads the way down the back stretch. He's halfway home now to his first victory. It's Kenny Irwin Jr. leading the way, followed by Mike Bliss. Bliss will move in on him now over in the short shoot, followed by Chuck Bound, Mike Skinner, and Jack Sprague. Bliss draws up on Irwin's tailgate in turn number four. They are nose to tailgate off the corner, but Bliss can't make the move. Kenny Irwin has won the Florida Dodge Dealers 400 at the Homestead Motorsports Complex. His first win of the year. Let's go down trackside. Gary Showalter, you guys won it in an absolute shootout. I'll tell you what, we got us a heck of a driver. That's all I can say. Thanks to Ray Best and Fort Grady for staying with us. We got us a driver. Great, great job. Gary Showalter and the gang down here, they're in absolute jubilation. Kenny Irwin wins the Dodge Dealers 400. Mike Bliss is second. Chuck Bound third. Mike Skinner fourth. And Jack Sprague finishes fifth. We'll go to victory lane in a moment. NASCAR Today continues on the NASCAR Truck Network. Oh, back at the Homestead Motorsports Complex this afternoon. We saw an exciting race here last year, and I don't think anyone was let down this year. Another first-time winner in the series, and a great win for Kenny Irwin Jr. What a thunderous ovation now is erupting from the grandstands here. Just about jam-packed at the Homestead Motorsports Complex as Kenny Irwin Jr. does a Polish victory lap down the front straightaway on his way to victory lane. A great drive for that young uh, driver here in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. His first career win. 14 different lead changes throughout the course of the afternoon in a day that was really a little bit shaken up because of changes in race format. The green flag pit stops added quite a bit of strategy to the planning of how these guys were going to run the race. And kind of unique for a rookie team like this, pretty much a rookie team, certainly a rookie driver, to be able to come out on top of some of the veterans in NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series racing. That's been the way of the world so far in the 1997 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The new combinations, the new drivers are really coming in and dominating, and certainly that team has a lot of experience and Kenny Irwin does too, not necessarily in a truck, but his experience brought him to victory lane here today. Heard from uh, one of the co-owners of the team, Brad Daughter, a few moments ago, and uh, they had uh, all the confidence in the world in their young driver, and certainly it uh, proved to be very good as Kenny Irwin scores the win. Mike Bliss is second, Chuck Bound third, Mike Skinner finishes fourth, and fifth is Jack Sprague. Sixth through ten, Ron Hornaday, Dave Rosendes, Rick Corelli, Butch Miller, and Lance Norick. Those are the trucks uh, in the top ten, and those were the ten trucks that finished on the lead lap. Continuing on down, 11th was Rich Bickle, Tony Roper 12th, 13th was Jimmy Hensley, Dan Press 14th, Kenny Allen was 15th, Rob Rizzo 16th, his truck, Doug George 17th, 18th was Rick Crawford, and Jay Sauter and Toby Butler 19th and 20th, 21st was John Nemechek, Mike Cope 22nd, Tammy Joe Kirk finishes 23rd here today, 24th was Kelly Denton with Randy McDonald 25th, 26th Joe Rutman, 27th was Jeff Bodine, 28th Bob Keslowski, Brian Cunningham was 29th, Tony Raines was 30th, Brian Refner was 31st, 
Boris said was 32nd. 33rd was Curtis Markham. Stacy Compton, 34th. 35th was Michael Dawkin. Dennis Setzer finishes 36th. 37th, David Smith. And 38th was Lonnie Rush. Gatorade Front Runner Award goes to Jack Sprague, who is leading at the halfway mark. He picks up $1,000 from Gatorade. And the Featherlight Trailers Long Haul Award of $1,000 goes to Kenny Irwin, Jr., winning this afternoon in the Dodge Dealers 400. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, we've got Mike Bliss who finished second, and Mike right now is assaulting and pouring water on Kenny Irwin Jr. Mike Bliss, a fantastic run. Chuck Bowne congratulating him. Mike, you made up two laps. You and Barry had some great pit stop strategy. Uh, we did. Uh, we just uh, didn't put enough fuel in there, and we lost. Uh, we ran out of fuel. So, congratulate the Ray Bestest, but I'll tell you, our ASE team was fast, and I can't say enough. That truck was just on a string, and I can't wait to race it again. want to say hi to the owners, Marlene and uh, Jimmy at home. We had a great truck, and next time we'll be here. That's Mike Bliss. He finished second today. We'll go to victory lane in a moment and hear from the winner of today's race, Kenny Irwin, Jr. From the Homestead Motorsports Complex, this is the NASCAR Truck Network. The first-time winner in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, Kenny Irwin, Jr. wins the Dodge Dealers 400. Gary Montgomery is in victory lane. I am with a very, very happy young man. Kenny, congratulations on your first NASCAR victory. It's, it's unbelievable. I really don't believe it. I knew with four laps to go it was going to be really hard. And, you know, the truck was just perfect all day. Ray Bess's Ford credit, uh, they, they just gave us everything we needed. And, uh, you know, this Ford just, just run unbelievable. You know, um, there's so many people that helped me get here. And Lee Morris uh, left Ford, and, and he's the one that really gave me a chance to... Uh, to get in a truck and, and to set up a test, and, uh, you know, I owe a lot to him. And, uh, I mean, all the open-wheel people that, that helped me race and, and to get up here, it's just, you know, it's, it's, this is what it all is. This is, this is everything. This is everything. This is what it all is all about. From the 1996 USAC Midget Champion to a victor here at Homestead today in the truck, Craftsman Truck Series. Chuck Bound will finish third this afternoon. It's his best career finish in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Let's check in with him down in Victory Lane. Well, Chuck Bound, a great drive for you in the Exide Batteries Ford today. You guys were tough all day long. How'd you keep it up front? <laughs> well, I just uh, I had an awful good truck and drove my heart out, really. But, you know, there was a lot of good trucks in this race, and I was thrilled to be in one of the good trucks. You know, it was so competitive and so many guys that were contenders as it, as it evolved and, and unfolded. I think, uh, you know, at times we were second, at times we were back in fifth and sixth, but we were always there. We could always see the leader. It was a heck of a lot of fun. It's fun racing for Roush and all these good people behind me and Exide Batteries. It was a blast. We're going to get better. This is just my third truck race, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Well, he's certainly a welcome addition to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Good to see Chuck Mal where he belongs on a racetrack. Another one of the post-race awards offered here today, the Centos Rookie of the Race Award of $750, goes to Tony Roper. We got word on uh, John Nemechek. He was transported to Jackson Memorial Hospital locally here for evaluation. No further word on his condition. Let's check in one more time with uh, Larry Naston on the condition of Jay Sauter, the other driver injured this afternoon. Any word there, Larry? Yeah, they took uh, both Jay Sauter and Toby Butler to the hospital just for some observation. Um, Jay was alert when he came out of the uh, ambulance into the infield care center, so that is good news. Once again, your top ten finishers here today. Kenny Irwin Jr. has won the Florida Dealers uh, Dodge Dealers 400. Mike Bliss was second. Chuck Bound third. Mike Skinner fourth. Fifth was Jack Sprague. Ron Hornaday Jr. finished sixth. Seventh was Dave Resendez. Rick Corelli eighth. Ninth was Butch Miller. And tenth was Lance Norick. One of the exciting things about NASCAR racing is seeing first-time winners, and we saw it again today here at Homestead Motorsports Complex. An exciting day for all the drivers as well for all the announcers here on our crew of the NASCAR Truck Network. Thanks to the voices you heard, Mike Bagley, 
Bagley, Mark Potter out in the turns, Larry Nastin and Gary Montgomery working down along the pit road. On our scoring loop today, Barbara Roush. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. We remind you also the Las Vegas 300 for the NASCAR Bush Series comes your way on many of these same stations on our sister network, MRN Radio, 345 Eastern Time from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now for Fred Armstrong, I'm Joe Moore. Again, our congratulations to Kenny Irwin, Jr., the winner this afternoon of the Dodge Dealers 400 at the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. Good afternoon, everyone. The NASCAR Truck Network. Coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series has come to you from the Homestead Motorsports Complex and sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR, by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Just listen for details during today's broadcast. By Chevrolet Trucks, the most dependable, longest-lasting trucks on the road. By Wagner Brake and the ThermoQuiet LT, the only brake pads specially designed for light trucks. ThermoQuiet LT, built to stop a truck. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. The executive producer of the NASCAR Truck Network is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager Mark Williams. Marketing Services, Stephanie Ellis. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Lisa Carter. Engineer, Joe Cooley. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistant, Sandy Good, Gina Hallgren and Robin Vandegraaff. Website Producer, Cameron Smith. This is Bob Mitchell. This broadcast was a production of the NASCAR Truck Network, a division of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.